7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide this August 2nd. Can you believe it's August already? 2019. And, um, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Hello, Rain. Hello. Happy August. I can't believe it's August either. Yeah. It's just... I can't. I also can't believe it's not butter, but they tell me it isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I got to believe when they say things, you got to believe them. Um but yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, Joe is running a little bit late, but he says he should be back uh, by the bottom of the hour. Um, and yeah, lots of news going on right now. Lots of news, lots of insane news um, from where would, let me see, where would the insane news come from, Rain? Um, I'm going to say Democrats in disarray. Well, yeah. That a little bit, but um, not really, not <laughs> but not really. really. We could talk not really. about that later. Yeah, uh, we don't have to, um, because that's not really, you know. But no, we're, we were looking for Trump. That's that's that's, ex- that's exactly what the media is trying to. End yeah, in. yeah, it, you're right. It, it is it is kind of a bullshit narrative. So yeah, I, I will buzz myself for even agreeing with that slightly. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't watch the debates. I didn't get audio from the debates. I don't care about the debates at this point. Um, it is still too early, um, and it's just kind of a big shit show, and I don't care about it. So um, now, now, maybe I should, but I don't. I, all right. I know I know that you want to talk about something else, and I will get to that, but I want to say I, I did watch the debate on Wednesday. <clears throat> Not because I expected it to change my mind about people who I are already on my radar, who I really like. I really wanted to, and I did, this is God's honest truth, I went in there with a really open mind about some of these lower tier candidates. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, no, they need to go away. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I have no opinion on, on any of that, so... But, but to the rest of it, I think that you're right. I mean, we need a lot of these candidates to just go away so we can focus on policy. Yeah, get serious, folks. Um, so, uh, well, what I something I do want to talk about is, um, you know, every once in a while we like to check into the retail apocalypse. Well, retail apocalypse... Well, I, I have a little bit of audio that I want to set this up with, um, and it just came out. It just came out. Uh, Trump was, uh, you know, in front of Operation Dumbo Drop, 
give him one of his helicopter teleprompter or heliprompter speech or speeches. Um, <laughs> I think that's what we call them, heliprompter speeches. I um, like that. And um, it, this kind of dovetails into a couple stories, a couple big stories that are going on um, right now that are pretty scary. Uh, and uh, this is from, of all people, Neil Cavuto. I got a lot of a lot of head scratching and head shaking and, uh, coming from Fox News uh, on tonight's program. But uh, this one uh, is Neil Cavuto uh, uh, responding to Fat Donnie talking about the tariffs and that are that are basically killing so many jobs. So many jobs. It's unfucking believable. And 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 again, this is just one aspect of this and how it's going to contribute to the already the, the retail apocalypse that nobody's talking about except like financial websites and newspapers and magazines. They're paying attention. Business insiders paying attention. Wall Street Journal's yeah. paying attention. But this administration, fucking crickets. Most, most, you know, uh, uh, congressmen, crickets. Nobody's saying anything about this. And this is where this Cavuto clip comes in, and then a story after. So listen to this. It starts off with Trump, and then Cavuto basically says, "No, you're wrong." No, what happens is China devalues their currency, and China also is pouring money out, and that will pay for the tariffs. But with China. Uh, they're very highly sophisticated, but so are we, more than anybody would understand. All you have to do is ask China. All you have to do is ask China. But, but let me just explain. So China is devaluing their currency, and they're also pouring money in. Their currency is going to hell, but they're also pouring money in, and that will totally pay for the tariffs. The tariffs are not being paid for by our people. It's being paid for by China because of devaluation Bullshit. and because they're Bullshit. pumping money in. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Well, you interviewed the wrong farmer, number one. Number two, <laughs> any amount that China sucks out, the wrong we're farmer. making up out of the billions of dollars that we're taking in. Remember this. Our country is taking in billions and billions of dollars from China. We never took in 10 cents from China. And out of that many billions of dollars, we're taking a part of it and we're giving it to the farmers because they've been targeted by China. The farmers, they come out totally whole. So you interviewed the wrong farmer. No. Can we do it in church all right. Um, I don't know where to begin here, but just to be clarifying here, uh, China isn't paying these these tariffs. So you are, you know, indirectly and sometimes directly, it's passed along to you through American distributors and their counterparts in the United States who buy the stuff from the Chinese and then have to pay these surcharges. Um, not the Chinese government or China in particular. I didn't quite understand what he was saying uh, about the <laughs> valuation and how that is costing China. Be that as it may, uh, this latest round of tariffs that kick in on September 1 on $300 billion worth of goods at 10%, um, that will most directly be felt by consumers directly because that, that happens on almost entirely consumer items rather than industrial-related items, but just wanted to clarify that. Uh, governments don't pay these things. You do. No shit. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like fucking... I, I mean, I learned about tariffs in, what, fifth grade? Yeah. You know? I, you know, the thing is, is I did too, but this this Dota's in chief has got me so confused. He, he's got himself but, confused. I, you know, but what Neil Cavuto said was, Neil Cavuto, he, he made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it, it, I, and again, this is one of those guys I can't wait to go going back to disagreeing with him on, on you know, social policy or whatever, you know. But That's but how I feel about every never-Trumper on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I swear to you, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I can't wait till we can go back to just disagreeing on policy. Yeah, and but, but this is where, this is the thing. Because uh, th- this is an article from yesterday, from yesterday. From Business Insider uh, by Haley Peterson. And uh, the headline is Trump's new tariffs could unleash an avalanche of store closings in the U.S. Now, mind you, there have already been, I think, somewhere between seven and 9,000 stores that have closed just in the first half of this year alone. So if we're looking at more store closings. Yeah, so... Uh, this is what the the article says. It says uh, Trump uh, said Thursday he plans to impose a ten percent tariffs on three hundred billion dollars in Chinese imports, including footwear, apparel, electronics, and other consumer goods. It, no, you won't be paying for it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, the new tariffs set to be imposed on September first could trigger mass store closures and force some retailers to raise prices, according to analysts in retail trade groups. The list of products uh, the tariffs will hit is are almost entirely consumer oriented. Hun Quatch, <laughs> don't Hun Quatch, um, Vice President of International Trade for Retail Industry Leaders Association. So yeah, the, the Retail Industry Leaders Association is worried about this. Yes, uh, that's, you, that's a really good point. It's uh, not somebody who represents the companies and the stores. Yeah. Yeah, Retail that's a, leaders industry association. It, it, that's a that's a lobbying group. Yes. For you, and, the CEOs. Yeah, of it says this. Companies. Uh, this ten percent tariff on Chinese imports is a direct hit on consumer products and family budgets, plain and simple. A UBS analysis from May estimated that twenty five percent tariff on remaining Chinese imports, which is the group of goods targeted by Trump, could trigger twelve thousand store closings over the next year. Again, that's in addition to these. I don't remember the number. Uh, yeah, seven. Okay, yeah, seventy-five hundred stores are closing in twenty nineteen. That's the uh, headline from the uh, another story. As the retail apocalypse drags on, here's a full list. But uh, it says for comparison, closures of main chain stores last peaked in in twenty seventeen under Trump's watch. Nearly nine thousand stores went dark, according to estimates from Cushman and Wakefield. You know that libtard think tank, Cushman and Wakefield. Um, is that wait, wait, no, Cushman and Wakefield? I think it's a real estate, like a. Um, a I know. A commercial I, I, real. Oh, I, I'm being I'm being silly. I'm I'm saying that these these guys okay, are I'm pure s- pure and simple capitalists. <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, my turn to those, apologize. Those socialists of Cushman and Wakefield LLC. <laughs> you know. Um, and it says, uh, yeah, it says, so far in 2019, retailers have announced more than 7,500 store closings, which is higher than the number of store closings from all last year. 
Among the retailers closing uh, hundreds of stores this year are Dress Barn, Payless Shoe Stores, Gymboree, Family Dollar, and Charlotte Russe. Now, most of those stores, Payless is the only one I knew about. I didn't know about Dress Barn, Gymboree, Family Dollar, and Charlotte Russe. Family I Dollar... Know, I didn't know about Family Dollar. Family Dollar's gonna hurt a lot of people. That is a, yes. a major employer of lower-income you know, neighborhoods and the grocery store for lower income neighborhoods and the when you say when you say lower income neighborhoods i think it's really important to point out that we're talking about rural and oh. white areas oh absolutely all over the place it, you know it you're absolutely right appalachia say goodbye to your family dollar where else you where are you going to shoplift your uh chewing tobacco <laughs> from um, but I, I think that's imp really important. I mean, Family Dollar, they are in, you know, more, you know, in areas where there are, pe you know, people of color and stuff. But I'm telling you, I see a lot of Family Dollars when we go out into the country. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. We, <laughs> everywhere in lower income areas. You know, I mean, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I would hate to have that as my only option for a store. Thankfully, in more metropolitan areas, we're still going to have save a lot. We're still going to have our local discount store marks, and then of course we have Giant Eagle and you know um, Target, WalMarts in the area. You know I don't like going to Walmart, but you know I mean we have a lot of options. There's a, a discount drug mart is another place around here where it's very similar to Family Dollar, except they have a pharmacy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of options, but when you, you're right, when you get to rural America, the family dollar closes down, you got to drive 10, 20, 30 more miles to, to find well, something. I, you know, similar. I just want to point, you know, the town, the town that I used to live in, in upstate New York, um, you had to either drive like 12 miles to the South, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is not a short distance by the way. No. But you, you'd have to drive 12 miles to the south to Red Hook, New York, where they had, you know, um, a Hannaford and whatnot. Yeah. Or, you know, 15 miles to the north to a city called Hudson, New York. And right now, at this very moment, there is like a huge debate in Germantown as to whether or not they should let a general dollar move in. And it's a really interesting thing because there's some people there who they, they are arguing for it. And I'm very mixed about it because I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm an, I'm a, I'm what they would call an elitist. I don't feel like you know if, mm -hmm. if it moves in, it's going to raise the property values of Germantown, New York. Yeah. But there are, on the other hand, a lot of people who don't want to have to take a half an hour each way out of their day to go do a week's worth of shopping. Sure. You know, and all those all those things that I just mentioned, all those stores, I literally I could walk, I could go go out. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is that Suze? Is she all right? Yeah, some uh, uh, just a, a little uh, a picture fell off the wall. It wasn't glass. It just was a oh, okay. like a wooden wall hanging. Um, but uh, no, all those places I just mentioned, I can walk to from my house. I can walk right now to Family Dollar, to CVS, to Save a Lot, to Marks. I got Pizza Hut. I got Burger King. I got Taco Bell. I got McDonald's. Uh, we have a hardware store here. I have a convenient food mart. I have uh, there's three or four beer stores with uh -huh. that also have groceries. There's uh, Marks, the discount store, Pickled right up eggs. the street. Pickled eggs, I can witness. 
Yeah. Oh, those pickled eggs. Don't buy those things in that. I didn't, but that, I'm no. just saying. No. <laughs> Get those at the West Side Market. And then the West Side Market. What I, you know, so I could take the train and within 15, 20 minutes, I'm down at West 25th. And I can get fresh, I can go to the fresh market. I can go there. Um, you know, I could get off at 117th and walk a couple blocks or take a shuttle to Target or to, to Home Depot, you know, to, or to Giant Eagle. You know, uh, the, all those, you know, it's all at my fingertips. Rural America, the thing. with no Here's public the thing transit, I... yeah. you're screwed. You're screwed. You lose, you lose an amenity like that, and what the hell are you going to do? And that's what I was just going to point out because Ken, you, I know <clears throat> you're Kenny Pick from Cleveland, but you're kind of on the outskirts of this. Like you're in suburbia, it, yeah. As it were. It's it's you know lower income suburbia, but yeah, you know I mean. But you, but we have houses my, under under a hundred thousand dollars in in our neighborhood, so you know it's it's not like, you know this is these are all the little bungalows that were built for, you know people as the city spread out. That's. But Still, I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. it's also similar to where we just moved to. Yeah, you know, we're not right in DC proper, but the thing is, is that we have access to mass transit. That's not something people in rural areas of this country generally have. No, no. And and to have something like a family dollar, or even you know, you could even go back to like it, what in the article they mentioned. Um, Dress barn. Dress barn is something that's like in tons of like strip malls, shopping centers, malls, mm -hmm. and it's payless too. Yeah, well, payless is gone. That's a that's a that's a huge hit to uh, lower income areas. I mean, uh, it, it, at a huge. certain point, at a certain point, it's really important <clears throat> to. I don't know how to say this because I don't want to sound arrogant, but you know there are people who live in rural communities. I used to be one of them, where they don't make a lot of money. I used to be one of them. Yeah. Where you need things like Family Dollar. Absolutely. Even if it isn't the quality that you know we all would like people to have, but if they well, yeah. go away, this is this is not good. I mean, no. you know, this whole small small business, you know, the you know the small business Saturdays. That's very important. I'm not going to say it's Absolutely. not important. But there are people who are, you know, live in rural communities that don't make a lot of money that can't afford to always shop at a small business because they're... they're and small businesses can't afford to sell like Family Dollar does because they're right. not doing massive imports from China. <laughs> exactly. So it's, like a, it's, it's a really bad cycle. It's a bad cycle. And this is mm -hmm. really a not, a not a good situation. And I just can't believe that nobody's talking about it. We've talked about it, you know, multiple times. And it's like, you know, I, I, we check in with this like every couple months. And Business Insiders all, always has a new story on the retail apocalypse. And now this one is directly tied to Trump's tariffs. So let me read a little bit more from the article. Um, it says, um, let me see. Uh, where do we want to start? Somebody named Soul they're quoting here. I want to figure out who this is. Um, uh, here it is. What we're seeing right now is really bigger than anything we've seen over the last 20 years. USB analyst Jay Soul told Business Insider previously, referring to the number of stores closing, announced in the first quarter of the year. Retail is under a lot more pressure than people realize. Softline's brick-and-mortar uh, department stores are uh, uh, specialty retailers. In particular, feeling uh, in particular, feeling acute pressure from higher minimum wages, 
the rise of e-commerce, uh, soaring shipping costs, and heavy discounting, among other factors. Higher tariffs put added pressure on some of these companies by increasing the cost of goods sold. For retailers that uh, import products from China, some retailers, including Walmart, have warned about the higher tariffs could force them to raise prices for consumers. A wave of closings could also add more pressure to healthy retailers, resulting in excess inventory flooding the market. Extreme yes. discounting and mass, uh, mass job losses, Seoul said. If store closings, closings happen slowly, the retail landscape could absorb it uh, without too much struggle, Seoul said in May. But if we see a big jump in the store closures, that creates a lot of disruption and that hurts everybody. So, Well, anything that happens too quickly, <clears throat> especially within retail or the restaurant business, for example, I mean, it... It's not good. I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's. I know, duh. I'm sure everybody who just heard me say it's not good is duh. But you know, here's the thing: you have you have store closures happening. That means people are going to lose their jobs, which means mm -hmm. they can't go out at night, or you know, to a to a you know, go out to dinner every once a week, once a month. Which means restaurants are not going to be making the profit, and restaurants already have a very very. Their profit margin is not big. Oh no, no! It's if you ever watched Kitchen Nightmares, you would you would know. Um, yeah. They, 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 you know, I'm sorry. It's kind of a weird one-off, but um, you know, the, the it is it is a challenge to to keep a restaurant afloat. I I toyed around with the idea of wanting to open a restaurant back in the day, and it's like, no, nah, I would never oh. fucking do that headache. I would yeah, never it's... ever ever do that. You gotta you becomes... gotta have a you gotta have a backbone of steel to do something like that. Yes. Same with breweries, by the way. So when everybody yeah. asks Bob, why don't you open a brewery? That's Susan's why. yelling, it's raw like Gordon Ramsay now from the other room. Thank you, honey. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, is if it happens quickly the way this one fellow was talking about, mm -hmm. that's a domino effect. Oh, yeah. I mean, that really is. It, it, and they don't mention that so much in this article, but it is a domino effect. It's like. Okay, if 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 that family dollar goes out of business, that nice little you know family owned taqueria that's next to it in that strip mall mm -hmm. doesn't get that business, and yeah. so that goes out of business. Now you have two storefronts that are empty. Oh, absolutely, you're right. I mean, domino effect is the perfect way to to, to put it, and we've discussed this too. When you know they they talk about the amount of jobs being lost for, from retail stores closing, it is countless. You can't even from just if you're looking at one retail store, like say say it was a you know a, a J.C. Penney, right? They have probably at least a hundred to two hundred employees, depending on the size of the store. Um, then they have the people who ship the products, they have the the bookkeepers, they have the you know the people who work in the warehouses, they have you know the manufacturing end, and you know it, for what whatever handful of american-made goods that, that they might have there i mean you know in in it's it's a ripple effect so factories will then lay people off or or you know shipping companies will lay people off you know the people doing the books in the upper offices you know that they're going to lay people off there was just a huge story uh, the other day about uh the uh, uh i forget what bank but a bank just let hundreds of people go and and now the savior you know fat donnie the savior of the coal industry now another story that just came out is there's a third huge coal company that's declared bankruptcy is that the one where their workers are blocking the coal trains um 
yeah, the ones who were uh, they they were uh, Kentucky coal miners protests after not being paid by company that declared bankruptcy. This is from July thirty yeah. first. Yeah, so uh, Sydney Bowles NPR. Yeah, so uh, Black Jewel, one of the nation's largest coal companies, one of the nation's largest coal companies. Now, I just want to say this because I still have some resentment. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton had a plan for all those coal workers. Yeah. And she had she had a jobs plan for all of the workers that would have been displaced when these coal companies went out of business, which they were going to do to begin with. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just. What's Trump's resentment. plan? What's Trump's plan That's for that? The thing. You know. I'm really I, glad that you brought that up because Trump's plan, along with this whole tariff war, I don't understand the end game to it. I don't understand why he's stirring this up. I mean, I get it. I get it that there's. <clears throat> That there was probably, you know, there was problems between, you know, the trade equity between us and China and whoever. I mm -hmm. understand it. But he's just, it feels like he's just in there just poking at the wasp's nest. Yeah. Thinking that China is going to fix it when he's only hurting Americans. Yeah. And I got one last one that ties into this, too, that I missed in May of this year. So when we think about retail, when we think about products that are made in America, well, we know car plants are closing down. Unfortunately, I just talked to Dad yesterday, and it doesn't look like the Lordstown plant is coming back. Um, so, But there is another American industry that lost 40,000 jobs this year. This is from Bloomberg, you know, that socialist <laughs> denizen of, of commies over at Bloomberg. <laughs> Um, and, um, this is by John Doe, <laughs> it's spelled D-A-D-E-A-U-X. Is that John Doe? <laughs> Doe. Doe. Um, and, uh, this is from May 23rd of this year. U.S. beer industry blames Trump tariffs for 40,000 job losses. 40,000. Uh -huh. That's almost as uh, many people that are suing, uh, Jared Kushner. Um, yeah, that's true, and part of that is because of aluminum tariffs, because the yeah. cans. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Uh, but it says the U.S. beer industry is blaming a jobs hangover on the Trump administration tariffs. Ha <laughs> ha, nice pun. Uh, a report uh, by two trade groups showed U.S. beer industry jobs dropped $40,000 40, uh, employees since 2016 as metal tariffs boosted aluminum can costs, yep. leading to a drop in investment. The biennial yep. study by the Beer Institute and National Beer Beer, Beer Wholesalers Association commies um, said direct, indirect, and induced jobs fell 2.9 million in 2018 from 2.23 million in 2016. Gee, who was still in the White House in 2016 that didn't put tariffs on aluminum? Um, aluminum tariffs are increasing brewers' costs and are an anchor on a vibrant industry. Jim McGreevy, the chief executive officer of the Beer Institute in Washington, said in an emailed statement, Each brewer is deciding for themselves how to absorb that expense, whether it's raising prices, laying off workers, or delaying innovation and expansion. The shipping and logistics charge uh, for delivering aluminum to the United States, uh, or, I'm sorry, to the United States Midwest, known as the premium, more than uh, doubled as Trump slapped a 10% tariff on imports of the metal. Molson Coors Brewing Company, Molson Coors, 
weren't they Bush supporters? Um, estimated mm-hmm. uh, last year that levels, uh, I'm sorry, the levies would create a $40 million hit to the bottom line. Still, uh, I guess they're talking to the wrong giant beer organizations. <laughs> Still, oh, yeah. tariffs may not be the only thing hurting uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, actually, that, that's enough. And we're, we got to go to the break in a minute here. But this was, the, to me, this is just like all of these stories. And nobody's fucking talking about this. Because this is th- this is will lead directly to a huger retail apocalypse because beer retail all over the place bars restaurants stores liquor stores convenience stores whatever you know i I mean this is this is huge well it's it's important to remember i mean you know the the coors company and um what is it anheuser-busch i can't remember who their parent company is they're they're not going to take the hit like smaller craft craft brewers and like super micro craft brewers. Their employees will. The hit. Yeah. Their employees will. The thing is, is I hear as I, you know, I listen to MSNBC a lot during the day and I hear a lot of these reporters talking about the tariffs and it goes back to the point that you're trying to make and that you are making, I think really well, Ken, is that nobody's talking about it. They're not bringing it down to a level where it's relatable, and this is why I say I get confused, where they're not bringing it down to a level where the average listener mm-hmm. is going to, uh, will have an understanding that this is going to affect them on a much deeper level. There's a lot of people, Bob and I are really lucky. When I'm reading Business Insider in Bloomberg, and it makes more sense to me reading that stuff than what I'm hearing out of you know cable news, that's yes. worrying. Because I'm it no is. huge business expert, you no, know. I'm not either, and that's why I think it's important for people to. And I'm really glad you're bringing this up. It's important for people. Ten percent is a lot of money for a lot of people. A lot of fucking money. I, you know, I I think Bob and I will we ain't gonna be happy about it. We'll be okay. However, yeah. my sisters won't be. Oh, I I mean, shit. You know, all all the people that. And, you know, and I'm sure Cousin Curtis is out there, too. I don't know if he's still out in the chat room or not. I had a great time with uh, Curtis on Saturday. We had some really fun, uh, thought-provoking conversations. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure he can say, you know, a lot of people he went to high school with, a lot of people I went to high school with, a lot of people in rural America, rural, rural Ohio, where Dad still lives. You know, um, there are a lot of people that are going to be really fucking hurting. You know? On top of everything else, nobody's talking about the fact that gas prices are not going down at all. Oh, no. No. Gone are the Obama-level uh, gas prices. Um, you know, in are the, the Trump-era high gas prices and the tariffs, and fuel prices are going to go up, too. I mean, that's only a matter of time. Fuel is directly tied into all this. Yes. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh... It's going to be a fucking nightmare for a lot of people. I hope I'm wrong. I hope everything I hope you're wrong too, but goes I'm really well. But we're going to hit. We're going to hit another recession by next. But when a storm when a storm cloud rolls in and you take off all your clothes and grab a metal pole and run around in the yard, you know, that's probably not the best way to prepare for a storm. Right. 
It's <laughs> you know? a really good way to put it. That's actually a great way to put <laughs> you it. You know, I mean, maybe you want, might want to stay inside or get an umbrella. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, I, I or at least so. warn your neighbor to put down the metal pole and put their clothes yes. back on. Put on your rubbers and a slicker. Um, you don't need to see your penis. No, I'll see right out of the gates tonight. So anyway, we got to go to the break. Hopefully, Joe will be. Hopefully, Joe will be back. Um, and uh, but yeah, we got to go. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, more. Turn up the night uh, right after. Let's say this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, uh, joining me as always on the program, Rain Hot Mike from. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, I didn't hear it. I, I was in on. A, I was out of the room. And then I just came back and I saw the chat rooms like going, "Mute your mic." It was way better than a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> we were just talking about feeding the dogs. So. Oh, that's that's fine. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Um, I don't have my dog chomping audio clip, um, but <laughs> well, there you go. We we got it. So, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. Welcome back. I, I haven't heard from Joe yet. Um, uh, yeah. So, but if Bobber wants, yeah, Bob, if Bobber wants to come on early, yes. he can. Well, we should be fine. Uh, you know, if he, if he's cool to hang back, because we we only have about twenty minutes left until the top of the hour. Um, okay. Uh, so, and I, I want to get to, um, a couple things, uh, real quick. Um, this is the one thing that I have about the debates, but there's no debate audio in it, but the five on Fox, they did the right thing. According to Fox news guidelines, everybody, uh-uh. they did good. They made sure the black man who pointed out Trump is a racist got shouted down. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Juan Williams. Uh, you know, because somebody, uh, uh, the, uh, I think uh, uh, Brian Kilmeade was on the five, uh, Mister No Eyebrows from Fox and Friends, um, and he was uh, he was on there, and Greg Gutfeld were there, and Juan Williams. You know, they they were like, oh, how can they state that Trump's a racist as if it's a fact? That's just an opinion. And Juan Williams what? is like, no, it's a fact. Most Americans. No, he's a racist too. 
Like, that's an opinion, that's an opinion. How much more fucking proof do you need to realize that Trump is a racist? Well, I guess when you're a racist yourself, that's when you defend Trump, right? Is that it? I That's, so. that's kind of where I stand. But, I mean, uh, when, he, when he came down that golden elevator and he says that oh, they're yeah. rapists... Oh, they don't send their best Mexicans, people. Mexicans, they don't they send, don't their, send best. their best people. Fuck you. And, and I mean, of course, I mean, that was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, of course, Trump oh, said... Oh, we could he, go back to, you know, the Central Park Five sure. and... His housing and, discrimination. Yeah. yeah, all of sure. it. He's a racist. All of it. All of it. Says he likes little guys in little beanies to count his money, but wouldn't yes. trust a black man to do it. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, so the five, they, they did Fat Donnie's bidding, and they shouted down, uh, you know, I mean, Juan Williams is no lightweight. Yeah, he's he said, I mean, there's a reason why he works at Fox News and not NPR anymore. It's because he said something kind of bigoted about Muslims. You know, we're not going to forget that. I'm not saying Juan Williams is the pinnacle of, you know, all things good and righteous. But as an African-American uh, man in this country... I'm fairly certain he's probably pretty good at figuring out what's racist and what isn't, or who's racist and Here's what isn't. The thing, when a majority of African Americans say he's a racist, this white girl's gonna be like, "Yep, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you." Are you sure you just shouldn't explain to them how he's not and scream over top of them? Because that's what they did here. That that seems like the right white thing to do i never saw a moderator take such a pointed question just an assumptive question i watched rachel maddow who obviously is an opinion anchor uh moderate i didn't even Uh, know her opinion never came out i saw those questions just saying by the way the president's stoking racism in the country as if it's a fact as if he is really six three but it's beyond reproach and i just think that it was a uh, it just shows a point of view as a moderator. I thought we should do eliminate you almost immediately from that job. I don't think that's your job. Right, fire him. Let me the fire races. him. Let me tell you, it's a fact. But no, 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 no. But it is a fact. No, Juan, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. That's your opinion. Not only is it a fact. The people that know it is not. Most Americans, fifty-one percent of Americans in Quinnipiac polls, laugh at them too. Laugh at them. That's an opinion. All right. They don't say this about. They don't say this about John McCain, Mitt Romney, Bob Dole, Jack Kemp. Fifty-one percent. In fact, the people that know Donald Trump, George Wallace, George Wallace in '68 was not viewed by most Americans. That's called an opinion, Juan. It's not a fact. No, it's your I'm just telling you. I can keep saying he won't listen. Say, yeah, you just, you you just, just started the Listen to the white man, Juan. If I'm the moderator, <laughs> if I'm Don Lemon, and I say, most Americans think this guy's a racist, you'd say, oh, that's an opinion. But it is crazy. Crazy. All right. no, no, no. He didn't say We're that. crazy. He said We're crazy because we know an opinion when we see one. We would use objective reporters doing I hate them so much. That was really crazy. I hate them so much. Laugh so, at the black man. Scream over top of the black man. White explain to the black man how how he's wrong. Even even if it is an opinion, the fact that they're trying to tell him it's an opinion and therefore your voice doesn't count, that's racist. It's a fact that he's stoking racial it racial is animosity. Fact. It it, 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 it I mean, this is we're we're now at a point where Fox News is literally denying reality. Yeah, it is a fact that he's stoking racism. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and he has said so many racist things that how can you not conclude that he's 
anything but a racist. I don't know. Let's see if Joe uh, Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, can can uh, maybe uh, uh, explain to these honkies uh, how <laughs> uh, how these Trump actually is a racist. <laughs> well, why he's a racist? Well, I don't know if you you probably didn't get to hear any of the clip, but basically, um, uh, uh, Greg Gutfeld and Brian Kilmeade decided to shout down Juan Williams, the one black panelist uh, Mm. on The Five, to tell him, you're wrong, you're wrong, let's white-splain to you how Trump isn't racist or stoking racial animosity in this country. And they laughed at him, well, they, and they, they shouted him down, said, and white explained. Said he's a racist. They literally said that's an opinion. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! We got to play it for Joe. Here we go. <laughs> I never saw a moderator take such a pointed question, just a, an assumptive question. I watched Rachel Maddow, who obviously is an opinion anchor, uh, moderate. I didn't even know her opinion never came out. I saw those questions just saying, "By the way, the president's stoking racism in the country," as if it's a fact, as if he is really six three. That you, it's beyond reproach, and I just think that that was a. Uh, it just shows a point of view as a moderator. I thought we should do eliminate you almost immediately from that job. I don't think that's your job. Right, fire him. Let me the president fire him. him. Let me tell you, it's a fact. But no, 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 no. But it the president, no, Juan, yeah, it's an I, opinion. It's saying, an opinion. Not, that's only, your not opinion. only is it a fact, the people that it's know it's not. I, most Americans, fifty-one percent of Americans <laughs> in Quinnipiac post that this week. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. They don't say this about. They don't say this about John McCain, Mitt Romney, Bob Dole, Jack Kemp. No, fifty-one percent. In fact, the people that know Donald Trump, George Wallace, George Wallace in '68 was not viewed by most Americans. That's called an opinion, Juan. It's not a fact. No, no, your I'm opinion. just telling you. I can keep saying he won't listen. Say, yeah, you just, you you just, just cited the poll as a Listen to the no, ugly the white guy. I'm saying if I'm, a, if I'm the moderator, <laughs> if I'm Don Lemon, and opinion. I say most Americans think this guy's a racist, you'd say, oh, that's an opinion. But but it is crazy. Crazy. All right. no, no, no. He didn't say We're that. crazy. He said We're crazy because we know an opinion when we see one. We would use objective reporters doing news. Oh, my God. It's worse the second time around. It is worse the second time around. First of all, how did people li- listen to crap like that? Well, you know, considering the people that listen to that. Well, you know, but, Fox News viewers but, but, love it because they're screaming at the black man and telling him that he's okay, wrong. Okay, so when people put on hoods and they burn crosses on people's lawns and they hang people, that's an opinion. Yeah, that's well, just an I opinion. I them a racist, that's, that's my that's, opinion. That's, that's a fucking Clearly. opinion, right? Clearly. It's yeah. just an opinion because... Oh, I just hung that black guy, but you can't call me a racist. That's just an opinion. What the fuck's wrong with you people? You know, Everything. Joe, that's a really good point because he, he, here's the thing. Before we got to a point where we were lynching people on a regular basis, there was all of that sentiment that was building up, right? Mm-hmm. Until it became okay to start hanging and lynching black people. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking post- Post Civil War, I know that happened. Well, we're talking in the twenties. We're talking in the twenties. Yeah, yeah. So, but I love what you just said because with these these guys who, to me, they're defending white nationalism. uh, They're trying to say, oh, it's just an opinion. It's not that bad. And so what? 
Are they going to wait until it gets to the point where we're now doing lynchings again? Well, how could it be an opinion when, when you, first of all, let's look at the guy's history from, from the 70s forward. When he yes. discriminated in, in housing with his father, when the, the federal government came after him twice for discrimination for housing, huh? Eleanor Holmes Norton for housing discrimination. Okay, and he said, "I'm just happy that we don't have to give these minorities apartments with the big C on the applications." Yeah, I mean, That's I mean, racist. All the way back to the 70s. How about when they had to hide all the black people that were in the casinos when he would visit because they didn't want him to see black people handling the money? Yeah. He wanted little guys in beanies. He wanted guys in beanies counting his money. They actually had to hide all the black employees in the casinos. Now, here's something I would like to say. And I do mean this because I have said things that are racist in my life unintentionally. I have. Me too. I, I won't lie have. about that. We all have. But That's I've easy. learned from it when I've been called out for it. And so, that therefore, I don't believe that I am a racist. But he, he has a pattern. And he has a pattern that has not changed. Therefore, he is a racist. I always look at it like this. I'm white. I was raised white. I didn't meet a black person until I was, like, in high school. Okay? Right. All right. I, I know... I, I know nothing about the black experience. I call myself a racist. Why? Because I don't understand. But the difference between me and somebody like Trump is that I try to understand. I try to understand my own shortcomings when yeah. it comes to cultural differences. Okay, I try to learn and I try to understand and change. See, These people don't. They won't admit that they're not superior. That's yeah. why I don't think you're a racist. Uh, this is well, me, and I'm saying this is somebody yeah, who... Yeah, I'm just saying that in, in, in the sense that you said we all have said racist things and unconsciously. Yes. Of course, I've done that. You've done that. And in embarrassing situations. And in, and in some, and I've been, you know, called out about it. And, and mm -hmm. I took it well because I said, okay, it's a learning experience. Well, you know. I don't yeah. do things... Don't tell me that when sure you that discriminate in housing, when you discriminate yes. in your casinos, yeah. when you discriminate against everything you've ever done all your life from when you were old enough to talk, okay, and your father, by the way, was a Ku Klux Klan member, exactly. Mm -hmm. okay, don't tell me you're not a racist, that's sure. not an opinion. You that's, said you refer to the, the blacks love me. Where's my African American? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's to me is racist. He's not even, you know, capable of trying to grow in his language about people. Uh, you know, I mean, oh, oh, or about how much he loved, you know, Mexico by eating a taco fucking salad or something like yeah, that. You know, I yeah. mean, just the little shit like that. You know, oh, and now with Elijah Cummings had his home broken into, he's gloating about it. Yeah, too you bad. Know? Yeah, well, fucking what? asshole. Everybody had, everybody's had their home broken into at one point or another. I mean, these things happen. They don't only happen in Baltimore. They happen in rich neighborhoods, you know. Oh, oh, I, I, in the town where I grew Excuse up, me. in a town, in the town where I grew up in rural Ohio, there, uh, my one of my best friends growing up, somebody broke into the house and stole the, the his mom's jewelry and his dad's guns, and they were never found again. There you go. He didn't live in Baltimore, did he? No, no. Okay. BFE. So, so. Um, <laughs> and, but I got to tell you, Joe, I got to tell you, Joe, there was that one time you really hurt my feelings with your racist remarks. I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my <laughs> Kraut Mick friend. 
I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. You should have never said that because you end up with a horse's head in your bed. Let me tell you what, my crowd mick friend. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that that guy just that guy woke up with a big bloody yeah, head of a horse, and he did. But I all, think it, yeah. I do. I really do think of the maker. I really do think it's. It, to me, this is very, very important. There's two things. First off, it's important to to reach out and make friends with people who don't have your skin color. And I'm yes. not saying just say, oh, I need to go get a black friend. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm saying just start talking to people in your neighborhoods, in your community, and mm -hmm. become friends. Because when you become friends with people who don't look like you, you get to learn a lot about things that you were let never me, taught growing up. Let, let me let me tell because our yeah. parents were racist. Well, let let me tell you about fun. it. Let me tell you about something. Uh, last Monday, I took off work because uh, Su uh, a week ago, Monday, Susan hurt her back. I took off work. I went to the grocery store and I was going to make her soup and and basically just stock up on some produce and some frozen food and some chicken and stuff like that. And I had uh, I was in the produce aisle and I had all kinds of produce and there was a an uh, African American woman maybe five six years older than me something like that you know she's she's in the aisle too and she's like oh I see you're stocking up on on your veggies too I was like yeah and I'm and I said I'm going to try and make soup for my wife because you know. It always makes her feel better. And then I said, but I got to get some junk food for me too. So, <laughs> and she laughed. And and then we checked out at the same time. And this is at Save-A-Lot. And this is a place you basically take your own bags and you got to bag them up. And, and we were bagging our groceries mm. next to each other. And we had just this really nice conversation. And she was talking to me about sports. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I really don't want sports. And <laughs> and and I said, I said, you know, I, I spend most of my time. I said, you know, I, I you know, I listen to music and watch TV and movies and stuff. And she's like, uh, she's like, oh, I was just watching Aliens the other day, and I was like, oh, the 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 sequel with Sigourney Weaver and everything. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I love that, and I love Alien Covenant. I was gonna watch that soon. She's like, oh, I like that one too. And I was like okay, this is really cool. We're having a little bonding experience. And something she said, she brought up politics. It, and then I was like, anything is going to, you know, and I said, you know, something or other, any, you know, anything would beat the crazy person we have in the White House right now. And she's like, you're a Democrat? And I said, yeah, I'm a Democrat. She's like, my dad was a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. And she was like, when he would tell me, you know, when the Democrat, when I was a little girl, if you see the Democrats and the Republicans coming out on the stage, oh, the sparks are going to fly. It's going to be a fight. And she was like, but it, it's nothing like it is now. It's nothing like the, you know, the ugliness that's going on now. Uh, and, and I'm like, you know, and, and, and so, you know, just a casual conversation like that, you know, and then if I bump into her again, I'll say, Hey, how you doing? You know? Yeah. And uh, and I think she lives in our neighborhood because I think she I uh, I think she was walking with one of those little shopping carts. So, um, you know, so but I'll probably bump into her again. It's an awesome story. And it's I told an awesome her I, I said to me that those I, things are so important. Yeah, and I and I told her I said I said it was really great talking to you, but you know I'm gonna go home and make some soup for my wife. You enjoy the rest of your day, and you know whatever and she was like yeah you too so you know it just just a little conversation like that but my greater point is is that those conversations that you had the ones that i have with neighbors in this this area even if i don't see them all the time yeah it, 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 me me and i'm speaking personally me as a white woman 
of privilege, it allows me to understand something outside of what I was raised with. Exactly. And we need more of that. I try hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that we have somebody who's in the office right now who has done so many racist things and has never even tried to change his behavior mm-hmm. makes him a racist. Yeah. Not somebody who just spews racism. It makes he's him been a so racist insulated. He embraces his, he, his he's, ideology. He's been so insulated his entire life. You know, he hangs out with pedophiles like Jeffrey Epstein. And, oh. you know, his daughter marries slumlords like Jared Kushner. And, you know, he hangs out with criminals like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. Um, you know, and, you know, the closest he's getting to diversity there is the orange of his own spray fucking tan. So... You know, he doesn't have to have the encounters, you know, uh, although it would do him better, you know, it would do him well to to have a, a, just a random encounter here and there. But when he does, that's when he says, where's my African-American? That's the only reason I remember you is because of the color of your skin. Tell me that's not racist, Republicans. Where's my African America? You couldn't say, where's Tom? Where's Jeff? You know, what, what was yeah. his name? What was his fucking name? Well, was it Leon? It was was it guy. Larry? No, it was black guy. Fucking a. You know, I I don't understand. You know, uh, uh, you know. Oh. Sorry, I'm getting worked up. I almost went no, to the. So I'm, I'm almost went to the Hollywood. The accent. Yeah. Oh, and it, listening yeah. to it the second time was even worse than the first because yeah. that was not just. That was white-splaining, it was mansplaining, it was piling on the black mm-hmm. guy, trying to tell the black guy that his opinion wasn't valid, because yeah. these other white guys on the panel were like, I'm going to make an excuse for it and mm-hmm. say it was just, it's just an opinion. It's well, not. There's well, empirical evidence yeah. to prove otherwise. Absolutely. Donald Trump is a racist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's my African-American? Is the, I mean, that's all you need right there. He wasn't even willing to learn the guy's name. He just wanted to show off that he had an African-American in attendance. As one commentator said on MSNBC this week, why doesn't he just say the N-word and get it over with? I'm waiting for it. Well, just say it and get it over with, because you know what? Nobody, if he does, is going to be shocked. No, the final not at says, all. Yep, good. I'm glad we got that all clear. And then all his supporters okay. will say, well, all these rappers say it, so we should be able to as well. Yes. Freedom of speech. Exactly. Exactly. You know. right well, it's the you difference between me Rappers saying... Rappers are not presidents. Yeah, and, and second of all, there's a and, difference between me and my Italian friends kidding each other, and somebody, yeah. I'll tell you right off the bat, is that, you know, the family will fight? Yes. But don't I, fight the family. I think yeah, I yeah. know exactly where you're going with. Okay. I, I mean, I, yes, I've got we, Italian we're gonna, cousins. Yeah. They used to call each okay. other some very, very derogative yeah. terms. The family will fight, but don't fight the family. Very yes. good. And we got to go to the break, but I want to play this for Clinster. He was saying that, that that clip, and I should have followed it up with this, but yes, the uh, he said that clip deserved a Philly-style shut up. Shut up! Oh, my God, I don't care! Yeah, so especially about fucking uh, Greg Gutfeld and Kill Me No Eyebrows. So it was wasn't he like a Dick Tracy villain? Uh, uh, Brian, no eyebrows. Um, the brow. Yeah, the brow. The brow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Remember the brow? The naked brow. <laughs> I'm thinking there was that one movie character who shaved off his brows with razor blades. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Um, but anyway, we, we got to go to the break. Bobber's going to join us. We're going to talk probably about uh, Leningrad Lindsay when we come back. Yay! Hey, not really. You didn't think with Moscow more? Mitch? How about Moscow Mitch? We well, it's it's tangential to Moscow Mitch. And what maybe what Co- Lindsay did this week was it, disgusting. Yeah, it really was. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we got to go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. I'm going to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. I'm going to make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And yes, believe it or not, it is August, August 2nd, 2019. And, of course, uh, joining me, as always, on the program, one and only, uh, better late than never, Joe Scrantorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi, buddy. Hi, I'm late, but I'm here. Yeah. So there. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, uh, Rain, she of not the hot mic this break, uh, for Freedom's Blog, (laughs) Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble. Welcome back. I muted. Yes, you did. Muted. (laughs) And uh, last but certainly not least, joining us uh, for the uh, back end of the program, uh, ladies and germs, it's the one and only DeBrowmeister. It's Bobber. Hello, Bob. Also from Four Freedoms Blog. Happy Friday and back that show right up. Yeah, back it up. So, <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, yeah. So Bobber, how's your, uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. It's uh, a little slow at work, but, um, you know, it, it, it seems slow, but then it, you know, it gets the end of the day and it's like, holy crap, uh, where did the day go? Yeah. Once three o'clock hits for me, I'm like, oh shit, I have so much more to do before I can leave work. <laughs> you know, it's like, as I leave at five 30 and it's like it, it, that three o'clock crunch time, uh, comes around and I'm like, wow, was I dicking around on the internet for that long? No, I would never do that. I'm a good employee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the ticket. <laughs> no, I kid. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, none of my coworkers listen. Who cares? 
Um, but uh, anyway, this this will be the one night. The one night. Let me check the chat room real quick. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, uh, it, it would okay. I, I want one of you guys to help me out a little bit with uh, all uh, with Lindsey Graham. Okay. From my understanding, he is trying to introduce something called the Graham Bill, which would extend its it's an it, uh, quote unquote amnesty bill, I believe, where th- they would be able to detain people seeking amnesty, children included. They would extend the time period from thirty days to a hundred days. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. To he wants re- to get rid of the Flores Act. Oh, okay. All right. The floor is so. agreement. Agreement. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. So yes. he has been all pissed off. He was all uh, pissed pissy? off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't I'm, I'm fucking pissy. believe this. I could not fucking believe this when I saw this part of his tantrum. Um, And uh, so... And of course, Patrick Leahy was in attendance, and this 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 is important to know going into this clip. And so was Feinstein. Yeah, uh, Feinstein, uh, and and you know, so so basically, uh, what it looks like he's doing is he's just trying to circumvent all of the rules, the Senate rules, the for the for the uh, um, Judiciary Committee. He's trying yes. to uh, uh, just jam this thing through without any kind of deliberation and he's he's just basically bypassing the rules um and and he's trying to justify the rules, it. The rules his party put in place yes that that the, they all voted on um mm-hmm. and uh and and uh, well and I'll, I'll uh i'll jump ahead and let's play um let's play patrick Leahy talking about the rules um, but I think this came a little bit later. Um, but I, I think this is a, this is a good setup for this because Graham is so desperate to jam this thing through, and then I'll play you his his little justification and in ignoring what people are doing, and also the things he said to uh, to Patrick Leahy as well are fucking despicable. But this is what Patrick Leahy basically said about the Senate Judiciary rules. Um, in this whole fucking debacle for the Graham bill. Six months ago, every single Republican voted for these rules. Every single Democrat voted for them. In fact, I know because they're largely the same rules as when I sat first on this committee 40 years ago. I like to think they mean something. I like to think we could rely on them. But even though every Republican and Democrat voted for them, these rules are on the verge of becoming meaningless. These rules are no longer in effect. The same Republicans who voted for him six months ago say, the heck with it. Tear him up. Tear him up. That's what we're doing. Just tear him up. Why? Why are we so eager to discard our norms and principles? Apparently, the answer is for legislation that at its core gives the president what he wants in his political war on immigration. It allows for the indefinite detention of immigrant children. It ratchets up the cruelty against refugees seeking uh, asylum. It's as partisan and short-sighted as it gets. 
This is supposed to be the Senate Judiciary Committee, not the Donald Trump Committee. Boom. Amen. Amen. Well, Graham, he looked like he was going to fucking cry again. <laughs> he looked Graham like... Cracker. Graham Cracker. Graham <laughs> Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> Bobber with the A-Train. Okay. Bobber yeah. gets the first one out of the park. There you go. Uh, I'm no cracker. You're a cracker. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, you know, so no cracker. You're Gra- the cracker. Graham Cracker has <laughs> is having a crack up. Maybe he smoked some crack before this. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so so uh, uh, what are we calling him now? Um, Leningrad Lindsay, because apparently this takes <laughs> precedence over protecting our elections. You know. So Leningrad Lindsay is uh, is, is this is his lead up to the tantrum, or this is his tantrum lead up to him forcing this bill through and ignoring points of order and everything uh, in the in the committee. But listen to this, and and my it, this is jaw dropping when it when he ends up like addressing Patrick Leahy personally. I mean, way to fucking step in it, you piece of garbage if i may quickly respond so here's the way i take what you did last week you're saying i really can't be chairman after seven weeks of holding my own bill under this scenario i can't even pass a bill that i introduce a whole seven weeks a whole fucking seven weeks Oh, I'm sorry. The world does not fucking stop and start at your fucking command, Lindsay. Seven weeks that will affect the lives of people who are seeking asylum in are in a desperate you know situation. God forbid it goes into oh I don't know twelve weeks or thirteen. How many weeks have some of those been pe- people been held? I'm just going to warn you. I have murder fists already. Oh so no! I I'm you know keep my cool. poor poor verklempt Lindsay on the verge of tears. You don't want me to be the chairman. I can tell you're a heart of hearts. You don't want me to be here. No, just don't be a fucking asshole. I think that's what they're all saying. But yeah, so mm-hmm. chairman, because two of you won't show up. Now it would be no. different. If I had not tried, for seven weeks, I would have held marking up this bill, and I got nowhere. And I'm not going to get anywhere under the current construct until the political system responds differently to what's going on at the border. What you're telling me is that that I should ignore what you did to me last week. I will not. I will work with you as long as I can in good faith, but you're not going to take my job away from me. I take this very personally. I've tried my best to find a compromise. Last week, you used the rules, so I could not proceed after delaying for seven weeks. That's not going to happen as long as I'm chairman. You may not like what we do over here. You can vote no. But this committee is not going to be the dead-end committee on things that matter. We're actually going to act. I hope it's bipartisan, but if it's not, we're going to deal with the nation's problems. I told the Border Patrol agents I'm going to do what I can. 
And if it doesn't get any so votes what? on the Democratic side in this committee, we'll see if it gets votes on the floor. And maybe it won't. And I'll keep talking to you to try to find a way to bridge the gap. But, Senator Leahy, you've been here a long time. I would never have done this to you. If you tried to work with me for seven weeks on something important to you, and me and my crowd did not show up so you couldn't move forward, I don't think you have much choice. You either give up being chairman or you do what I'm doing. You Senator didn't say that. I, I should just note for the record, here, I wasn't here last week because a member of my family was being buried that day. Do so I could be there. And I, I but apologize. I would, I would but note that five Republicans <coughs> weren't here. I hope that they weren't at a family funeral, too. I, I don't mean to make it personal, but I was told nobody's going to come for the express purpose, so I could not mark this bill up. To you, I'm sorry about your loss. I did not mean it in those terms, but I was informed that nobody's going to show up. Bullshit. It wasn't because of scheduling problems. That's... So, that's- that's bullshit. In the sense of your loss and you couldn't be here, I am sorry. Fuck you, <laughs> you fucking turncoat, traitorous piece of fucking human filth. Now, Ken, was this before or after he decided to do the roll call? I believe this was before the roll call. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. I'm just, Do we have more audio on this? I have the roll call. I have the roll call. Okay. So this is okay. If you, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's read. okay. Just, it's okay. I kind of found all these clips out of order, so you know, I, I didn't get to see the whole thing, so I kind of just played them. I think in a logical, you know, the a, fact, a progression the fact that he here. Did, the fact that he said what he said to begin with. He didn't know that Leahy was not there because he had a death in the family after he pulled all that bullshit and said, I, I didn't mean to make it personal when he made it completely personal about yeah. him. Yeah, and, and what is it that he he was saying, two of you weren't here, two Democrats, and you're not saying shit about the five Republicans? They have a majority. The Republicans have a majority. Yeah, I know. But, well, I mean, but how's the committee? How does the, do they have a majority on the committee? Yeah, Republicans do. Okay. They were, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Like whoever's the majority party has majorities on any of okay. the committees, gotcha, either gotcha. the House or the Senate. All right. So, um, but yeah. So, so there. You know, there you go. He didn't mention anything about the Republicans who weren't there. He can't count on his own party. And seriously, totally fucking sounded like he was going to cry, too. Oh, no. Seven weeks? Oh, he's getting sad now. Oh, no, there's like a watering oh. in the eyes. Oh, now he's running away. Oh, is he going to cry? Is he going to cry? Did you see that? He was totally going to cry. Oh, my God. Uh, seriously. <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that really pisses me off about this is that he is talking about this markup and this thing that he wants to to go forward to to the you know the greater senate me passed he's i don't even know how to put this it's like this is my bill and i want my bill passed regardless of what anybody else thinks and now i have to wait for all you people but this is my bill seven whole weeks seven whole weeks for nobody's bill should be one senator's bill no i I, but yeah and it's it's the thing is seven weeks is not yeah. a fucking lifetime. No. Seven weeks was th- about as long ago I was at your party. 
<laughs> you know. It's true. God damn it, I mean, that's uh, true. Seven weeks, seven weeks is an easy abortion. Uh, oh, I love you, Bob. Wow. Okay. Um, amen or buzzer or scum so combination of both? I don't know. Amen. I think buzzer probably. Um, so no, I'm going to say no. an amen. Amen. Uh, amen. <laughs> Some combination of both. Because uh, really, I think Lindsay is afraid that his bill is going to be aborted. And he's so running out of time. Oh, now see, that, that gets a rough shot the DNC is going to give it a DNC. <laughs> How long Joe? does it take to pass health care? Uh, a oh, long oh, fucking months? time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, almost yeah. a year. But how long yeah, did it take for somebody to actually get to do something? How long did it actually <laughs> take for somebody to get to do something of substance about health care? Forever. Bobber, what were you saying? Oh, I said... Um, you know, and, and the the healthcare bill actually didn't take rights away from people. Also exactly. true. Exactly. Also mm-hmm. true. The thing is, is that what what Lindsay what Lindsay's trying to do is he is literally trying to ram through something that he wants to be put on the Senate floor, and he's trying to yeah. do it by complaining that people aren't there to agree with him. And I I I hope the next clip will show why this one gives me. Well, this is, yeah, this is the roll call one. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, He's upset because his boss is going to be upset with him. Mm -hmm. Trump created a problem at the border. Yes. They're pretending like this this problem just popped out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It didn't pop out of nowhere. We have a border problem because Trump created a border problem. Trump technically is not his boss. Okay, well. Well, yeah. Technically. He's not, not technically, but he's well, a sugar daddy. He's looking at the Constitution anymore. I mean, John I mean, McCain is no saying, longer on this earth to to anchor Lindsay to basic human decency. So, or or our theory of government, which is that it's based on the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Who wants the Constitution anymore when it doesn't serve your purpose? Sure. Well, yeah, just rip well, rip that. Get Patrick Leahy a prop copy of that and have him rip that up too for for Lindsay because fuck that. Lindsay doesn't care about that shit yep. either. Nope. And Trump is his boss, mm-hmm. and Trump told him to get this passed because I fucked up and you got to fix it for me because I got kids in cages. Yeah. And I want to keep him there longer. Yeah. That's no. what this is all about. Well, here's uh, what Lennon Grad Lindsay. Uh, this, this is him basically forcing the bill through and ignoring the rules and uh, forcing a roll call and ignoring yes. everybody. I have a motion. I move that the committee vote on the Graham Amendment, MCC 19976 as amended if amended and that the final passage of S1494 is amended if amended beginning at 11 o'clock today the clerk will call the roll Mr. Chairman the clerk will call the roll Mr. Chairman Dick Durbin the clerk will call the roll Mr. Chairman point of order point of order Mr. Chairman breaking the rules of the committee Mr. Chairman point of order Mr. Chairman, I've been. On, this is unprecedented. No, it's not. Would do this, Mr. Holly. Mr. Chairman, you're not going to respond to our request for a point of order clarification. No, I'm not. This is how it's going to be. Why not? What rule are you pointing to that allows you to do this? Mr. Kennedy. 
Mrs. Blackburn. Aye. Mrs. Feinstein. No. Mr. Leahy. Mr. Leahy. No. Where do they get the Sheldon White House? This yeah. is horrible. What's we're witnessing here? Mr. Chairman, White point of order. We'll continue the roll call, and I'll be glad to take any questions you have. It is now time for us to move forward and get this bill out of committee. I will continue to talk with anyone and everyone about how to fix the problem in a broader fashion. Uh, to my Democratic colleagues, um, I've tried. I'm sorry. No. Bullshit. But we're not going to stop. We're going to keep trying, and we're going to report this bill out because it will fix the problem in terms of flow. Uh, Joe, no. Joe, I'm so sorry. I don't have the White House stuff. Oh. Well, Sheldon Whitehouse, when they called him to vote, mm-hmm. he said he's not voting in protest. Good. Good for him. I love Sheldon Whitehouse. <sighs> I wish I mean, he was I would, running. I would like running to oh, say, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's why none of us are that's, in yeah, elected office. The, that's right. <laughs> well, one of many reasons. <laughs> but, that's true. I I am still I still have murder fists over the fact that Lindsey Graham decided to just completely disregard Senate rules, and and I, I think my bigger problem is is what next? What next? Know. The fact that not one Republican on that committee decided to not vote or decided to say no because Lindsey Graham broke really really broke rules guys like this isn't like subtle stuff he would not acknowledge point of order he would not let the democrats continue to have discussion about this yeah he just said fuck you all we're passing this yeah that's 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 dictatorship that that is yeah i I don't see how how, how this is i mean i I don't know what the what the recourse is for something like this i mean i guess they could be censured Call not for some un- sort of uh, not with Mitch. Something in, in the in the whole yeah. Mitchell's just say hey. oh yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll give his little mm. grin with his without a chin and, and <laughs> his little <laughs> grin without a chin. I mean, I, I Bob is right. I, this is one of those cases where I don't see any any accountability. Yeah. Like, even with even with all the stuff that Trump does, I do feel like many times. There's a path forward to seeing accountability. Mm. The fact that Graham did this in the United States Senate, while the United States Senate is run by Mitch McConnell, this bothers me a lot. Because who's going to be the next senator who decides to say, fuck you all? Because that's what Graham did. He said, fuck you and fuck your (laughs) rules. Fuck you. (laughs) Sorry. Am I wrong? No, said, no. Fuck you and fuck my rules because they passed. Yes, thank you. are right. Fuck Republican rules. Fuck any rules. No, I mean, that's what it comes rules down that we to. We pass when they're not convenient. For we us. don't need rules. Yeah. We're we're the Trump Republicans, and yeah. I, I, it, this one really, really bothered me deeply. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, it was a lot to take in in a very short period of time. So I'm kind of glad I kind of got my head around it. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I just kept finding clips from it. And to me, I know it probably wasn't linear what I played here tonight, but I think it laid out very well, you know, with what Leahy was saying. You just want to throw the rules away. Then he attacks Leahy and he's like, look, I was at a family fucking funeral, you dumb sack of shit. And then 
You know, we've got, you know, Graham just, no, fuck everybody. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. I'm doing this. How dare you? How dare you go to a funeral? How dare you? Why aren't Why weren't you here for me? It's been seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. What a goddamn baby. Yep. Just, this this yeah. bodes very badly for the legislative branch of our country. But I, I, think, I don't like to be that negative. No. This bodes very badly. But, you know, something very important just happened. And Bobber just started a new meme. And I, I want to note it right here. The grin without a chin. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, his little grin, the it, little grin without a chin. I, I From now on, whenever I tweet anything uh, about Mitch McConnell, it's going to be hashtag grin without a chin. Or maybe it could be evil evil grin without a chin. Evil grin without a chin. Bobber, can you write us a, a little song? Just like a, a 30 second song. Yeah, just a little ditty. Just, just on acoustic guitar, just so we can have a jingle for, for Moscow Mitch. I will see what I can do. Yeah. Just uh, right. d- 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 no do, no production I'll, value. I don't care. Just you know. Uh, I'll do background vocal. There you go. I like it. You know that it's the sin to have a grin without a chin. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. Got to throw in some Russia references too. Uh, yeah. Oh, Leningrad. Oh, Leningrad, Lindsay. Pour some borscht into my shell. <laughs> so don't ring my bell. Siberia or bust. You can put something about cocaine in there too. Lorraine and cocaine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it his wife's name, Lorraine? Cocaine Lorraine? No, his name. No, she's Elaine. I'm Lorraine. Elaine. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, cocaine Elaine. God. Cocaine Lane, Moscow Mitch. Cocaine Walking Elaine. down the lane <laughs> <laughs> with co- co- cocaine Elaine. Oh my God. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> right. So, See, there, there now here it is. Cocaine Elaine, there is a man. No, Cocaine Elaine, there is a grin without a chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting a little uh, little uh, Beatles psychedelic era there. Little, so. Yeah, a little, little Penny Lane. Yeah, little Penny, Penny Lane. Lane. Well, all right. Well, I look forward to that. Um, uh, we will have that soon. But uh, anyway, we're going to go to the break. And uh, Joe, I did this on Tuesday. And just because it's a, such a big birthday for you this week. Um, you know, uh, I, I wanted to go ahead. There's no green news report, so I'm gonna do a, a an encore presentation. Partying with with them. Oh, you were cocaine. You were cocaining with party, Mitch. <laughs> no, with the green news report. Oh, okay, I, I see. Yeah, but no green news report. But Joe's birthday, uh, Blueberry Hill birthday from uh, Tuesday, which will live in infamy. Um, oh, oh yes. Uh, we we played it on Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to play it again in lieu of the green news report because it's about the same length, six minutes and eighteen seconds. So uh, here we go. Uh, let's go to the break. One more encore presentation for this year for Joe's birthday. Uh, again, th- Happy birthday, w- Uncle Joe. We're gonna ha- <laughs> Uncle Thank Joe. You. Thanks. Thanks for buying me the beer when I was a teenager. Um, so. <laughs> See, there, there you go. Your father's going to be after me now. I know, and he's going to get pissed. So uh, pissed. A- anyway, let's hit the break. We'll be right back uh, after in another encore presentation 
of Joe's uh, big blueberry <laughs> birthday bash from <laughs> last Friday. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com all right. Do we have any other birthdays? Do we have any other birthdays out there? Because um, uh, Joe, you have one, right? Joe, uh, well, Joe's birthday is in four days. So on oh. on Tuesday, Tuesday, on mo- Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow. Are are you going to be available Monday, on your birthday? Tuesday, Saturday. I I don't think so. I think I think my bride wants to take me out to dinner. <gasps> oh. Well, you heard that, Miles and Michelle. Be on standby. <laughs> uh, well, uh, on in that case, I don't think there's any other. Um, I don't think there's any other birthdays out there. So I think we need to make your birthday uh, special tonight. We'll we'll, we'll 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 do the traditional one, and then we're going to stack something on top of that. So here you go, Joe. This is what we're going to do. Um, yeah. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. And that's one to grow on. There you go. Look at that. Wow. All on the wow. fly. All on the fly, people. So Happy um, birthday. For my Uncle Joe. For my Uncle Joe. For my Uncle Joe. There's only so. <laughs> one more song you could have played that would have made it. And that would be I found my Where <laughs> Oh oh Joe, if that's a if that's a uh um a request from you. <laughs> the, oh, uh, let me see. Come on. The, yeah, if that's a request from you, then it, uh, let let it be done. Let it be done for for oh, Joe. Good. Oh, good. I found my on What a voice! What a butcher! What a butcher! I'm playing the whole thing. Two more minutes. Two more minutes to go. What a nice start. Infantry Ben, you part of me still. I can handle things, I'm smart! Oh, I'm not like everybody's sense! Like, no, I'm smart! I want respect! Come clean to you and me, baby! 
who did it? We'll see what we shall see. And this one time, at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pretty dirty ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very long. Vibas has three pillars. <laughs> well, 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 said baby Jessica while having a nightmare. What a fun set of fun for you. Male Seaman. <laughs> 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 no, sir, I don't like it. Trump University. Go Tip-top shape. We call it sometimes tippy-top shape. What the hell? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, wow. wow that was like that was one hot mess that was, <laughs> wow. that was improvisation that, that was, was that yeah, absolutely was, was. i just <laughs> just decided to start playing drops <laughs> that was like that was like production on the fly it was wow. yeah <laughs> at least wow. the fly was on and not unzipped this is true. This is true. So, oh my God, I got tears Happy in my birthday, eyes. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, uh, what you know, what you need to do is you need to you need to clip that out, or I'll clip it out for you. Burn it on a CD and put it under your pillow on your birthday, and you'll have the best dreams ever. Oh, I know. I'll I'll have such thrills. Thrills. <laughs> <laughs> thrills. Oh my God. Oh. Putin, Jeez. don't quit your day murder job. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not, it's not just people he murders. <laughs> no. No, you are right, Bobber. <laughs> Good one, oh, we got a... a Bobber's riding the A-train out uh, uh, tonight with that one. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 horn. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Infantry bend, infantry bend, infantry bend, infantry bend. I'm just going to keep playing infantry bend. Infantry bend, infantry bend. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so look at that. And I want to tell you, just uh, I know that was a hot, dirty mess uh, for, for Joe's uh, birthday, but I just got word in. That when that originally aired, Alan Dershowitz kept his tidy whities on through the whole thing. So it's cool, everybody. Uh, no. Welcome. Yuck. <laughs> no. Welcome uh, back to the show. That was unnecessary roughness. I, I know. I in, know. I, I, in football terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was complete, uh, penalty. complete and absolute infantry on my part. 
uh, and oh. I'll buzz my own, so. Uh, but anyway, Joe Santorsa. And, and Alan Dershowitz just this past week redefended his 1990s op-ed that said that um, we should get rid of, you know, statutory rape. Yeah, get rid of those archa- archaic, you know, child rape laws. Yeah, because yeah. His, his, his line of thinking, if I read this correctly, was if 16-year-olds can get abortions, then 15-year-olds should be able to have sex. Yeah, so bring in the infant tripping and make it make it right. So uh, I hate these fifteen-year-olds. I mean, I guess that's not. uh, Of course, that's not what what he's saying. Yeah, that's not what he's saying. Well, still, it's gross. It's a gross argument. It's a good. Uh, It's a good point that Bob brings up, and it's something maybe we can talk about on on, you know another time. Yeah, down down the road. But let me let me speaking down the road. Let me let me find out who's on this. Is still a child rapist. Let me remind everybody who's on this highway of life with me on tonight's journey. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ain't no party like a Scranton party, because you know what they say about Scranton parties, and I have a drop here for that. Ain't no party like a Scranton party, because a Scranton party don't stop. (laughs) Masterful, masterful human beatboxing there. But yeah, Joe, I hope you had a great birthday. I didn't even get to ask you about it. Um, uh, I hope you and Barb had a a lovely evening, and um, you know, Keep celebrating your birthday all week long. Oh, I'll celebrate it all. Oh, the month's over. Yeah. Uh, through August. Sure, yeah. why not? Nice. Yeah. Take it. Run with it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, where'd you go for dinner? Uh, we went to a small Italian restaurant in the area where nice. they make homemade pasta. Oh. So, there. Fair enough. And what, what was your dish of choice? My dish of choice is... Uh, Ravioli Ooh. with ricotta cheese. Ooh. Oh, I love cheese ravioli so much. Yes, I do yes. too. I mean, I mean, I, I, I like meat ravioli, but there is something about good fresh uh, uh, ricotta, 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 ricotta. ricotta. Um, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. thrills yes. me. It and thrills a, me. <laughs> You know what a brajol is? Brajol? Uh, brajol. Is that, is that bread? Nope. No. No, brajol is a thinly sliced beef. Very oh. thinly sliced. Okay. And rolled with mm-hmm. uh, like hamburger and you know ground beef and pork. And same stuff you would put in a meatball. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. Okay. But you you lay out you lay out this this flat thinly sliced thing and roll it, tie it with a string, Daddy. throw it in, just throw it in the sauce. So it's like a meat cannoli. It's like a meat. It's like a meat. Days. It's like a meat cannoli. Forget about it. Yeah, you forget about it for a couple of days, and it <laughs> yeah. comes out tender, tender as, as your ass. Oh um, my God! Tender I've as never a baby's eaten ass. ass. I've never that eaten makes baby's ass. That makes sausage no. look like it's just doing an amateur job there. Yeah, brajol. Bra- yeah, but not eat the string. Don't eat. The yeah. String. Well, you can floss yeah. with it when you're done. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Although yeah. nobody in my house was using it for floss. Well, I, well, you have to have some pretty sizable gaps, some David Letterman size gaps for that. Uh, but anyway, yes. well, Joe, I, I hope I'm glad you I'm glad you had a great birthday. Um, and uh, welcome back. Uh, we missed you, but we we uh, uh, wanted to honor your birthday week by uh, playing that a couple more times. So, uh, but of course, I went huh? to the eye doctor. By the way, yeah. 
Do you and still have? Do you still I, have eyes? Discovered. I I got a new set of eyes. Oh, okay. Yay. Yes, he got. He got. He said, you know, they have a new contact lens, which I wear, mm-hmm. that are transition. I don't have to wear sunglasses anymore. Holy oh, wow. crap! That's How science. That? Yeah, science. No, you won't find that in the Who Bible, folks. Science. science. <laughs> I'll just do a. And that's one to grow on. Um. So. Um, uh, and of course, uh, I, I got to play the drop real quick. Uh, oh, no, not that one. Uh, this one, uh, science, who cares about science? Well, apparently Joe does cause he got new transition context. So anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, but anyway, uh, and of course, Bobber for freedoms blog, Washington, DC, der Braumeister. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. And that was quite a moment when we did that little improv for uh, Joe's birthday last Friday. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that was. It was a good time for everybody. That was everybody. like jam- jamming with the sound box, you know? With the yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Like throwing out some hot licks, a whipping solo. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay, these are arpeggios. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you know, in, in, you know, uh, in my, uh, defense, I was, I was lead on. They were kind of a, a boy talk and, uh, he was lead on like, uh, egg on. Thank you, Melanie. Um, and last but not least, rain for freedoms blog, Washington, DC, the beltway bureau, the bubble. Are you ready to perform your girl Friday name calling duties? I am, sir. I am ready to perform my duties. But before I do, yes. I believe that if if Turn Up the Night ever created a band, it, yeah. I think it should be called Jammin' with the with the sound box. Well, that I, I think that could be an album. Jammin' with the sound box. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, well, uh, we have a band. It's called Turn Up the Night. Well, if we made music. Well, we do make sound. Oh, okay. All right. Well, do you understand? <laughs> damn it. God damn it. No, I'm just saying anyway, we're already doing this this awesome plan you have right now. I want to use my tambourine and have you play a guitar and, and, and Bob play a guitar and Joe can be the lead singer. Uh, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm Joe, Joe's kind of quiet on that front there uh, kenny, no, no, kenny, and I can tra- kenny and i can trade off on bass there you go yes yes, yes. I'll, I'll lead sing i'll i'll <laughs> i can throw in some keyboards <laughs> later. I, i'd be I, I, honest to god i think bobber okay, bobber's the better guitarist i i would be happy to just play bass <laughs> so because i'm right, actually so I, I like thought yeah you know a future project yeah we can workshop it, it. Next party next year. So. Oh my God. We'll try and do it. We'll, we'll write songs over Skype and uh, try and debut them in your garage. Yes. <laughs> we need a drummer. <laughs> Unless we just we could just use a a, a drum machine. Yes. All right, Rain. You ready? Anyway, I am ready. Are we ready? I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you gotta give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right find out if we have any other birthdays for our biscuits 
I don't think we have any birthdays tonight. Okay. But I know we have Mr. Adam Hebert. We have Balua. We have Bobber. We have Clinster. We have Credo. Hi, Credo. Credo. We have Heather. Brother. Oh, no, we do have birthdays tonight, by the way. I'll get to that. Okay. We have Heather. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. We have Meow Goodness. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mare. And I hope, I hope uh, Miles, his kidney stone is doing better, by the way. I think um, he is doing better. Um, I know they okay. went out to the movies the other day. Okay, that's so. good. Um, we have President. We have myself. We have Scooter Cans. We have Theo. And we have Trojan Rabbit. And the birthday that we have is Heather. Oh, Heather. Yes. Happy birthday. Her birthday is Monday. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll double up on this. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, let me go ahead and uh, pause that. Stop that. And uh, without further ado, and I'll have a special surprise for her from our good friend Crito, who's in the chat oh. room uh, at the tail end of her uh, her uh, birthday. Boner, boner, whatever. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! Most emergency citizen there. I need a woman! I'll contact 911. 911. Most emergency. have a vehicle accident with airbag deployment. Fuck you! Are you injured? You need a fucking brain transplant. Was another vehicle involved? You should just fucking smile and blow me! Don't worry, we're gonna send you an ambulance, alright? If you need any further assistance, please press the red emergency button inside the vehicle. The fuck is I hope everything works out for you. They treat me like shit. Visit OnStar.com for service length, details, and system limitations. That was uh, Mel Gibbs OnStar. <laughs> so, from uh, way back. Shit, that's got to be at least ten years, uh, eight, nine or ten years old or something like that. So... Uh yeah, Credo was was did some really great on star bits. He did the full metal on star. I just played some of these uh uh a couple I think basically every time he comes into the chat, I'm like, all right, let's play a Credo bit. So <laughs> um So do we need more bits from Credo? Um I have oh here's Apocalypse Chow. We haven't heard this in a while. So uh, we might as well do that since the retail apocalypse is coming. Here, here's Apocalypse Chow, everybody. I was going to the worst place in the world, and I didn't even know it yet. I'm in my office in New York City. <laughs> You're an errand boy. Sent by grocery clerks. I love the smell of Roganoff in the morning. Oh, I know what this is. The world goes to heck in a handbasket. This is <laughs> when Glenn Beck was food selling insurance. disaster food. This is the end, my only friend. The end. Don't want to open up, otherwise it'd have to kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna hang myself if I have to eat wheat.
prepare yourself for there you go so the horror of eating glenn beck's apocalypse chow so uh, that was that, that was a while ago robbie krieger sounded a little pitchy in that bro um so <laughs> anyway um thank you Crito. Uh, I, I always love revisiting please send me anything uh kenny uh kenny pick at protonmail.com if you have any other bits you want to send um but no, I, I I don't I don't know if he's still selling disaster food living or not. I think that's like Jim Baker's um, territory yeah. now. But yeah, Crito put the flavor, the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in probably thirty years. Oh yeah, that's a great. That's there's some good trivia behind now? that. The opening is the opening is like epic. Yeah. Did you know that um, uh, 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 Martin Sheen's brother, uh, Joe Estevez, actually came in and did some voiceover work for him when he was injured? And I think actually did some stand-in stuff for him, too. He had a really? heart attack during the He had a yeah. heart attack during the filming. Yeah, but his brother, Joe Estevez, who's like kind of a B-movie actor, actually mm-hmm. did some uncredited work on that. Because he sounds, they they sound exactly the same. Their voices are very, very Hold similar. On. Between between so. Charlie, Emilio, Martin, and they Joe. all sound the same. No, I didn't know that about Joe, but they all. Yeah. Charlie a little bit less because he drank love, the tiger blood. I love Joe Estevez. He yeah. he. This Joe Estevez, uh, Martin Sheen's brother is just like a guy who loves to be in movies and have fun. He's not a gazillionaire or anything like that. Um, but he, he'll do basically he works cheap and, and he does like <laughs> all these different movies. And, uh, he's been, been work doing this comedy series, um, for adult swim for a long time, uh, called Decker and, uh, on cinema, which are, this complete alternate reality uh and joe i gotta try and get you turned on to this i think you'll love it but um but yeah so anyway um uh we have time for one phone call if anybody wants to call 330-536-1466 uh i will go ahead and put that in the chat room uh and the number to call is joe 30330. Well played. Yeah. That is so that it was so You know what? Uncle Joe kind of screwed up there, guys. Well, he he had a great he had a great response to it. Oh, hey, the birthday girl's calling in right now, Heather. So, uh, hi. hi, Heather. Happy birth, happy, happy early birthday. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday, oh, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. What are your birthday well, plans? What? What are your plans for your birthday? Yet. Oh. Well. Okay, what are your birthday wishes? What do you, what do you wish for your birthday? Oh, God. I wish we could get rid of Donald Trump, but well, yeah, that's that's an easy. That's that would be nice. That's like um, world peace. I was doing something on Twitter the other day. There is a restaurant in Detroit with a sign that says "Defend Rashida Tlaib." 
Nice. Oh, good. Which is, I'm proud of that. I, I think it's cool. Um, so they're happy, or they, you know, they want her to stay where she is. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they do. Um, and I think the lady that owns it's a white woman. So that's a plus. Good. This is where um, white women need to stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we need to kind of stand we do need to stand up and we need to kind of maybe listen to some of maybe some other people sometimes yeah i mean well Um, this is an opportunity where white people who who might have some kind of modicum of power whether you know men or women gay straight whatever um you know whatever power they they have whatever uh, outlet they have use your privilege in in a positive manner to help you know um support someone or get their their voice out there a little bit better or whatever so yeah and and can i just kirsten gillibrand thank you talked about that i was so proud of her i was too saying that i saw that clip i'm like this is really good i i was too i'm glad you i'm glad you saw that or or heard that too heather because kirsten gillibrand called out pretty much every white woman especially suburban white women for you know she said i have privilege i'm white and it is time for us to start calling this out i was really proud of her heather i was too and you're gonna you're never gonna guess where i found it Uh uh-oh where zerlina maxwell what zerlina from msnbc that's great she That's great. It. I was so proud. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I get it. I, we get this. You yeah, know? if and anybody has somebody, a chance to go out there and listen to that clip, go seek it out. It's really good. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Heather. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I thought, we should listen, to, you know, we should listen to this and see what, you know, see that Zerlina posted this. It was just, I was impressed. And I like the fact that she was willing to listen. And, you know, I mean, it's, I was just so proud of that. And it just, you know, um, and I've seen Zerlina on, I mean, I don't have MSNBC, but I saw her, I think it was, I don't remember when it was, but it was right after Georgia's governor had, Mm -hmm. um, but you know last year and it was just she found it pretty appalling and i can't blame her it just ugh. but you know i mean it's but no i mean this is this is it's just terrible what the way trump is behaving it's also it's also when 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 gillibrand came out and said what she said and it wasn't. I didn't see. I didn't see Zerlina Maxwell's response. I actually saw Oliver Willis's response. But um, what we need, and I don't think that I don't think that Gillibrand is going to be the nominee. And I, I feel like that's okay too. But it's okay too. I think it's really important that we see a woman in the Senate, a white woman in the Senate, say, "I have privilege." And yeah. I can speak to other white women to say we need to acknowledge our privilege. 
And she's done that a good number of times yeah. on the campaign trail, and she deserves credit for that. And use that power with, you know, uh, you know, with, with like in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Use that yes. power responsibly. And um, sorry to use a movie reference there, but um, no, we do have... It's a good one. Yeah. But we do have to, we got to let you go, Heather. Uh, uh, thank you for calling. I hope you have a great birthday. Um, you should give us a call. Let us know how that's going. I haven't sent your packet, your your award, your major award out yet, but it should be coming. So I'm excited because it'll you'll receive it probably within your birthday week. Yay. Ooh. So look at that. I was hoping. Yay. So not probably, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that uh, get your care package boxed up tomorrow and sent along with some nice little artifacts from the uh, the the Turn Up the Night Studios and um, the, just you know all of uh, the stuff uh, we've accumulated for prizes for the show and stuff. It'll be fun. Cool. So happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Well, happy birthday, Heather. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Oh, dang it. She yeah, she's up. gone. <laughs> she'll take. She'll take your wishes off. She's her. gone. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if anybody gets a chance to see Kirsten Gillibrand's um, part of that speech or part of that yeah. debate, yeah, yeah, it was really, really. I read really something good. about. I did read something about it, and of course, asshole. Uh, it, in in what I read about it was a bunch of asshole Republicans responding to it and saying, "Oh, well, if you have privilege, give up your seat." No, fuck what? you. Oh, no, <laughs> no, it was. It was that doesn't even make sense. It no. doesn't. It's <laughs> it, well, it's because they're Trump cultists and fucking, you know, uh, lame brain bobble bobbleheads. Uh, excuse me, I got the hiccups now. But, but we got to go. Really good. It was yeah. really good because, cool. like I said, yeah. I don't think she's Share. going to get the nomination. But yeah. we need, we need more. I'm going to say white, that white people, women senators. You could yeah. you could say white people. I'll say white people in power need she's to. A woman saying this. Yeah, yeah. Because and, she and, is taking it directly to yes. white women suburbanites. And that's that's yep. awesome. But we absolutely have to go to the break. So uh, when we come back, we got other stuff to talk about and uh, we'll, uh, you know, have some fun. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking street thug. KennyPick.com Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. And now, on with the show. Hey, Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. 
you know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide for August 2nd, 2019. Time flies when you're having fun. And you know what? I still am having fun because it's 9 o'clock here. Well, it's 9.07 p.m. Eastern, and it's still a little bit light outside, so I appreciate that. I appreciate that part of this time of year. I just hope it doesn't get all crazy balls hot. Um... I'm wondering, uh, I had this conversation with Susan about the seasons shifting. Uh, it, it seems like, you know, we've had some mild August. The uh, You know, well, August has been kind of mild in the past. But this July was kind of brutal. It was the hottest month ever on record, uh, from what I understand. I, I just saw. But, uh, but anyway, um, aside from that, I have some other people on the program with me tonight. And uh, we have uh, Bobber der Braumeister for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C. The weather was wonderfully pleasant in June down in D.C., so uh, couldn't yeah, ask that, for... that was lucky. We, we really lucked out on that. Yeah. Because it's like, the right, right before that and right after that, it was brutally hot and humid. But that that one day, it was like, you know, the, the clouds parted. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, shine down on us. you know why that was is because I prayed super extra hard before we came down <laughs> and, uh, and it worked power of prayer. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What, what the, the hell? Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, and of course rain from four freedoms blog, Washington, DC. We're going to start a band. Apparently it's going to be exciting. Yeah, what was the name of it again? Um, Soundbite Band. The it, it was called the Turn Up the Night All Stars and Jamboree uh, Band. Oh my God, that sounds like <laughs> Bob Dylan might join us. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe we can get the last two uh, Living Wilburys to join us. Get uh, uh, Dylan <laughs> oh. and Jeff oh, Lynn. You like cook? Oh, let's combine your cooking, <gasps> and we'll call ourselves the Traveling Pillberries. <laughs> the traveling Pillsburys? Yeah, there we go. Pillsbury. And make some biscuits for the biscuits. Make some biscuits. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was so hard. Biscuit. So. What were going to say, Bob? I'm sorry. No, I said, yeah, that would be the specialty, the biscuits. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the way I cook, I'll make some of those biscuits so hard you can stick a stick in it and use it as a drum. drum. Oh, yeah. For, for the timpani. A drumstick. Yeah. But it's all right now. Uh, you kind of mix that one up with uh, "All Right Now" by Free, I think. No. So. No, that was no, that was traveling wheelbarrow. I know it was. I don't think. I think. I don't think it was all right no, now. It's all right. It's not all right now. All right now is free. It's not all right. Huh? 
Yeah, Joe, Joe's on my side. Joe, Joe, Wait, Joe gets it. What are you guys it. talking about? Hold on, because I was thinking of traveling Wilburys. What are you guys thinking about? But what it's all right. Because it's all right. But all right now, baby, it's all right now. Is that a cover that they did? No. No. All right now is free. All right now is free. The pre the that's the precursor to the the pre no free was Paul Rogers. Oh my God! Free was the precursor to Bad Company with Paul Rogers on vocals. I was trying to sing the Wilburys. But it's all right. No, now just it's all right. <laughs> okay, the fact that you let three letters throw everything into a tizzy is amazing to me. Yeah. Love you all, but yeah. it makes a big. The word <laughs> now is in that song. But are, you know, the are. big question here, though, is what would Joe Stool think of all this? Shut uh, up, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. We have some decisions to make tonight. We have we have some decisions to make tonight. And I think uh, we might circumvent Mad Libs tonight so we can do Joe's trivia questions. Uh, but Uh-oh. that's in the next segment. Bobber, Bobber and Rain have trivia questions, but we're going to need other people to come on so we have three contestants. So I think, I'm not in the trivia thing tonight. No, no. So, yeah. So Bob, Bob and Rain will save for a later date. But Joe, I think we should do tonight uh, in lieu of Mad Libs. And you guys can play along in the chat, but we'll do that in lieu of, you know, like I said, in lieu of Mad Libs in in the last segment. So, uh, Joe, are you good to go with that? I, I'm I'm good to go. And you can keep score of who gets uh, things right and all that. I I have a little spreadsheet here ready. All right, and, uh, who's going to be Bob or Rain and you? Right? Yeah, yeah, the three of yeah. us. So yeah, yeah. Okay, I want very you to good. Know, these are so hard. You think you know me? Ha. My well, I love it. Wrong. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I just hope your eye color isn't nutmeg. Oh, I'm sure that works well for your marriage. So, ah, uh, we got over it. No, well, no problem. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Right, so that's what we're gonna do. In, in lieu of Mad Libs, I'm, uh, maybe we'll do one Mad Lib just to satiate everybody. Um, but uh, I want to. I want to. Uh, I'll, I'll get one queued up from the chat, and I'll make sure that it's mostly filled in by them, and then uh, just have like one word apiece from you guys to, to make it go quickly. Because uh, I found a good one, actually. So, um, all right, so let's get to the, the stories here. Um, the, this next story is about the song All Right Now by Free, and It's All Right <laughs> by the Traveling mm-hmm. Wilburys. No, I'm kidding. Um Really? All right. Yeah, I know. I did that. I'm giving you. I'm giving you that look that you see on the Twitter of that well, Dawson giving you that face. You see, you, you we never should have become family because you know, you know, I'm 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 poking. Uh, I'm poking with a sharp stick. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh no, we're family. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm saying. You know, this is what happens. All right. So I want to play this. Uh, here's a quick funny uh, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> mocking donald trump over oh well it'd be really hard to tell your supporters what they should and shouldn't do hey. hi john hey late this afternoon trump uh or to this evening this evening is the rally right okay this evening ra- uh, trump held a rally in cincinnati since uh, so once chili on i'm gonna pause it i'm gonna pa- i'm gonna restart it but 
Um, yeah, the rally was in Cincinnati. And in case anybody didn't know, a Trump supporter got arrested for uh, uh, punching a, a, a Trump uh, protester. A Trump supporter got arrested for trumping a, 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 for punching trumping eh, for for punching a punching trumping. Yeah, no, he he attacked a um, a, a Trump protester got out of his pickup truck and started punching him in the face and immediately got arrested and so did the driver of the pickup truck. So, And that vehicle got Good. put in impound. Good luck paying for that, you dumb hillbillies. They came from Kentucky, too, to Cincinnati. So, so anyway. I heard there was some violence. I didn't know all that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. There's video are, of it. There's video are, of it. They're a lovely lot of Nobody's people. talking about that. It pisses me off. Nobody's talking about that. So, anyway. Uh, here's Colbert uh, mocking Trump uh, over uh, being asked, you know, what are you going to do uh, if, if they decide to start chanting, send her back? Um, here you go. Hey. Hi, John. Hey. Late this afternoon, Trump, uh, or to this evening, this evening is the rally, right? Okay, this evening, uh. Ra- uh, Trump held a rally in Cincinnati. Uh, so for once, chili on spaghetti was not the most disgusting thing in town. <laughs> it was Trump's first rally since his audience chanted, send her back about Congresswoman Elon Omar. Fun fact, she's still here. So... So, one reporter had a simple question. I don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you this. I'm going to Cincinnati. The arena is a very large one, and we've sold it out. We could sell it out. Sold it out. Times from what I hear. I've got one thing and one thing only to say about those terrible racist chants. They really put the asses in the seats. Now, Trump. I want to pause it right there. Um, Okay, filling a stadium full of people on the border of Ohio and Kentucky for Trump? (laughs) That is not a feat to brag about. No. No. No, no, no. It is not a feat to brag about. I mean, seriously. He said they were selling tickets. Oh, it's totally sold out. He doesn't even fucking understand. He, you know, it's like, you know, Kushner probably told him, Yes, sir. You sold all the all the tickets. Anyway, yeah. Continued. Trump continued to uh, not answer the question. I can't tell you whether or not they're going to do that chant. Uh, if they do the chant, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know that you can stop people. I mean, what am I going to do? Tell my whole audience to go back where they came from? That's ah. not what America's about, folks. <laughs> then the reporters. Then the reporters persisted in their persisting. I do have a message. My message is for the people. You know what my message is? I love them. And I think they love me. I actually think they love me. They, they love me. They really love me. Or they really hate Mexicans. You know, potato burrito. Potato burrito. There you go. There you go. So, um, but yeah, that was, um, really, you, you, you can't 
discourage them from saying anything? No, Trump can't actually. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know what I what I find very interesting about the fact that he was asked that question. He said, "Well, I don't know what I can do." Um, and last night they didn't use the phrase "send them back." If you remember back, right after that really awful, awful rally, <clears throat> I think it was I think it was actually Almarosa who said that they have stagers. They have people who stage in different from from the campaign. They have people mm. who stage in different areas and start certain chants. Yeah. Yeah. And I think last night they decided to not start that chant. Instead, they went back to lock her up. And I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to give it Leningrad Lindsay's seven weeks. But mm -hmm. in seven weeks, we're going to have send them back again. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He did I, motion. I he did point at somebody to come and he did point at somebody uh, uh, off to this the stage uh, left to come and uh, rub his nugget. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that was gross. Somebody could put that in the chat room. That was disgusting. I'm gonna you put. Know, I'm gonna put nugget is, in here. It's actually not that funny, but you know, Trump says he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and and. Uh, yeah, nobody would say anything. So if if his followers are that, you know, mm -hmm. um, under his spell, then surely he could get them to stop this, making that chant, right? That's a good point. That's a really good point, babe. I'm sorry, yeah, Bob. That's an excellent point because, you know, they're all a bunch of fucking insane bobbleheads. So, yeah. I'm, I, I think that's really important because he could have... he. I think I think that the campaign specifically didn't allow people to say send them back. They went to the lock her up again. And I, I, what Bob just said is really important. A cult. They are a cult, right? Yep. And mm -hmm. the head of a cult gets to control how the cult acts. That's how it works. Yeah. You're you're 100 correct, Joe. You want to jump in on this one? I'm just glad everybody kept their underwear on. Are <laughs> you sure about that, Joe? Oh, no. maybe maybe that's what Trump was motioning to. Maybe Dershowitz was there, and Trump was pointing oh, at him, that, telling him to put his underwear on. That little hand gesture, God. being like, "I remember that. You stroked uh, it. It was so oh, awesome." Yeah. Oh yeah, that was nice gesture. Oh. Wow. That yeah, this is the gross. guy you want. I know. This is the guy you want for president, right? It's the guy that we oh, have yeah. as president. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let me see. One, two, three. Yeah, I have, I have literally three things I need for the Mad Lib. So, let's get to the next uh, audio clip here. Um, this is... Uh, oh, yeah. we. Man. Oh, what am I going to play here? Because I have, uh, oh, okay, I'll save that one. Because that's a short clip. It needs little uh, um, explanation. Is it short, like Donald Trump's penis? Yeah, or? well, oh, I'm come. already typing and looking for another thing right now, so I'll have to play that in a, a short moment. Clip. Um, uh, short but clip uh, Donald yes. Trump's circumcision. See now, uh, all right, oh. yeah, but seriously, uh, don't uh, don't say. Uh, yeah. don't yeah. Uh, and you also, see, oh, you, see, oh, Rain. Neck, but. you see, yeah. Rain, you just moiled everything. 
Even moiled. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, speaking of moils, um, this doesn't have anything to do with that. This has to do with a crazy fun deal, all y'all. I am a Christian because of one thing. Because life is precious, and God, and the Bible. Science? Who cares about science? I'm a God warrior! Could you imagine kissing some man? Walk you not the path of Sodom. Bible thumpers. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. God, what happened here? Tonight's the night. We're finally going to go up heaven's chimney. You can trust everything uh, that is in this book. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. All right, well, I stumbled upon this guy. Um, his name is, and I have a story to go along with this as well. This guy's name is Mark Taylor, okay? And he is a QAnon prophet for God. Oh, and he does not want you to question him. Do not question him. Do not go on the internet and call him a false prophet. For he has been warning us for a long, long, long time now. Apparently, like, he does a show, like, uh, he, 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 there's one show he does, apparently some, like, end times show called Into the Multiverse. No, that's science fiction. You don't get to fucking take the multiverse, you fundies. No, that's for Marvel and DC. No, but, but, well, on top of that, you know, that just goes goes against what the Bible tells them. They don't say anything about multiverses. I know. Bible, so. I know. You know, their, their whole motto is science. Who cares about science? Yeah. So, so this idiot, Mark Taylor, who claims to be a QAnon fucking prophet in like correlates things that QAnon has said with parts of the Bible. Oh my god, it's so insane and stupid. And the thing is, the, the funny thing about this dude is he sounds like Danny McBride. You guys know Danny Who McBride? Is he? Who is he? Uh, he? He's that... He's um, He was in... Uh, what was that? Uh, um, uh, Eastbound and Down on HBO. Oh, does he have like the curly hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. So he, he totally sounds and almost kind of looks at it. It looks like him, except he, he has a mustache, but he has like feathered hair. It's like, you oh. know, the, the 80s never reclaimed his hairstyle. Um, oh. But yeah, so Mark Taylor, he, he's like, he's spewing out this vomitous bullshit about QAnon and how it correlates to things in the Bible. And then when people question him on, the, on Facebook or something like that, well, apparently that is kicking God's vengeance into overdrive when you put things on the internet, Joe. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. That's why good. I never put anything on the internet. Okay. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> why I does, but then again, who is God's internet provider? I want to know. <laughs> uh, I think he's still using dial-up with AOL. Um, <laughs> I didn't think so. so. <laughs> I thought it was CompuServe. Oh, yeah, it could be CompuServe or People PC. AOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. The, <laughs> um, and, uh, well, yeah, there's the uh, um, Michael By Savage. Way, I, I think my. my wins an AOL disc that I have. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, don't forget Michael Savage, who claims to be a, a, a godly man. He still uses AOL. You know anyone who changes their act when they've been this successful? You've no, AOL. never. You don't know anyone who changes it, so it's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. I like far away. You've got mail. <laughs> so anyway, listen yeah, to this fucking, listen to this fucking idiot. This fucking idiot. <laughs> Mark Taylor, QAnon prophet for, for Glob. I mean, God. We have this movie that we rehearse in our head over and over how we feel uh, that something's supposed to come to pass. And when something doesn't come to pass the way we've rehearsed it in our head, these unexpected expectations, then people say, oh, that's the false prophecy. No, it didn't come to pass the way you wanted to. And let me give an example of that. Oh, okay. I said I had prophesied uh, that Obama was going to serve a third term. I got... What? Drug through the coals with that one because, oh, you don't know your constitution. He can't do that, this, that, and the other. Well, what are we seeing right now with Obama? He's got his own little White House, two miles down from the White House. He has a shadow government. They just have been what? following him for a month. It just came out, and they said he is, in fact, running a shadow government. Guys, that's his third term right there. Mm. You know, when you look at biblical times Bullshit. and they attack someone, uh, call him a false prophet, they may have been in front of two or 300 people. That was it. Yeah. Well, brother... This little thing right here, everything is at your fingertips now. And I tell these keyboard commandos that before you hit that enter button and you attack someone, you better make darn sure they're not God's anointed because God is very serious. Because now when you hit that enter button, it's going worldwide for people to see, Josh. Yep. And people don't understand the implications of that. They're, you are literally taking your life in your own hands right now because judgment is here. It's not coming. It's here on the earth right now. And God's not putting up with it. So before you go calling someone false, you better make sure you got the facts and the ducks in a row. No, I, I was playing the dial-up modem in there because God uses a dial-up <laughs> modem. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. I thought that was him. <laughs> I thought that was his broadcast. <laughs> uh, but doesn't he sound like fucking Danny McBride there? Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a clip of... Uh, uh, this is uh, Danny McBride from... I forget what movie it was, but this is him... Um, uh, yeah. I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to light them off? Yeah. So, <laughs> doesn't that sound like him? <laughs> so he said that in he said that in June, I believe. This Mark Taylor from QAnon. You know, it's like, oh, well, back in the Bible days, you used to go out and say something, and you said it in front of twenty different people, and God really didn't care if that happened. But now God is paying attention to the internet. So if you go out and you call me a false prophet in a quack because. Barack Obama is totes for real running a third term out of his shadow government a few streets down from the White House. Well, then God is super paying attention now because, and he has a sliding scale for how many people that you say something to that somebody pays attention to, and now he's really mad, and you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, shit. What? <laughs> yeah. What? And also, I found a f bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. I found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to light them off? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bobber. They just make shit up, make up their own rules, just pull stuff out of the air and, and say, well, this is how it is because it's the only way that I can you know, make myself look, look good. Is he an evangelist? No, he's I mean, just a QAnon. He he's just a QAnon I conspiracy mean, I, theorist. I'm, who's I'm with you, Bob. I really am with you when it comes to the evangelists. But 
He's a QAnon dude. He's just a quack. He's just a fucking quack that gets booked on low-rent shows. I mean, he's fucking nobody. You know, I would love... The fact that he's sitting there saying, oh, because Obama decided to buy a house in D.C., suddenly he's running a shadow government? Oh, he's totally running a shadow government. Haven't you seen what he's been doing in his shadow government? It's shadowy and it's government-y. Yeah. It's shadowy. Yeah. Shadowy and government-y. Yeah. There is nothing. There is absolutely nothing to back that up. Well, it... Yeah, and, and, and yeah, uh, living in Long Island says, yeah. The, where did where did he get this idea? You know. Huh? So the idea came from where? I just pulled it out of my ass, sir. Put it back in there because it sucks. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. He put it back in there because it stinks. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it could. Maybe it sucks and sinks at the same time. But here he is, just a couple days ago on the same show saying the same thing essentially is like don't you dare say that about me on the internet or you're signing your death warrant from god i mean this is nuts i want to put this warning out because god says specifically in his word do not touch my anointed but especially my prophets right now here's what i want to warn people about Mm -hmm. Well, and don't touch my wobbly bits either. He said that too, but well, that's for that's for another show. They get on here on Facebook or social media and they start tapping away. Yeah. And what they don't understand, Josh, is that God's going to hold them accountable. That's right. That scripture Yo, is that's right. to that very thing they're doing. And they, they think it's, oh, well, yeah. I'm not verbally out oh, there God. back in the Old Testament, you know, uh, stoning a prophet <laughs> or whatever the case may be, or stoning <laughs> this person. No, you don't understand. Is that you, right now, God's accountability has just gone up a whole other notch because justice, as we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, is on the earth. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, you're going to get caught up in that if you're doing that. And Mm. if you're on there typing, don't think for one second, well, that's my First Amendment right. Yeah, it is your right. Mm -hmm. But you also have a spiritual obligation to keep it clean for your brothers and sisters. And if you go on there and you start tapping on there, see, back in biblical times, if they attack someone verbally... Maybe a couple hundred people would know it. Yeah, yeah. But the second you hit that enter button now, mm-hmm. it's going worldwide. That's right. Think oh, no. of the implications of that. Now, when you're attacking oh, no. that individual, so God's going to hold you accountable. So uh-huh. before you tap on that sure. enter button, you better think twice and pray yeah. and ask the Lord, hey, is this something I need to be putting out there uh-huh. for the entire world to see? Because right now, literally, you're going to be putting your life in your own hands at this point. Because from my understanding, when you would say something 2,000 years ago in front of 20 to 200 people or something like that, God couldn't see it as well. It was like God had on really thick sunglasses and (laughs) earplugs, and he couldn't tell what was going on. But now that we've, you know, now God, you know, he's like, oh, shit, I better take these sunglasses and earplugs off because the Internet is making things so much brighter and and visible and, and listenable here in heaven. Um, oh shit! You said that on Facebook, dead, dead, dead. He will strike <laughs> you down with a magical bolt of God lightning, and you're fucked forever. And you're gonna burn in hell, and the devil's gonna stick his little pokey thing up your butthole. Or not. Or not. God is my ISP. Or not. Fucking a. Maybe not. Did did, did they have cable that's internet crazy in heaven? Stuff. It's stupid stuff. It's not even crazy. It's just stupid. It's like, oh, and you also know what? My uncle has a ninja farm, and there's all kinds of ninjas on his farm, and he also owns every he also owns every Star Wars toy ever made, and it's still in the box. And you can come out, and you can look at him, and he might sell you some of them if you want. 
I mean, it's just and, uh, stupid one time, little kids. One time, it's, one time, yeah. one time, I was at band camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is very, very much like, uh, you know, one time at band camp. It's stupid little kid shit. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my... Big, dirty asshole. <laughs> and, uh, and of course... Uh, I just found a bag of fireworks in the men's restroom. Would you guys like to light them off? Yeah. It's just little you know, kid shit. That's all it is. It it's, is kid shit. It is that's kid it. shit. And it's really, really kind of sad and pathetic because guys like him really are just trying to play to the... Uh, honestly, I know we've said this before, but the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And they really are just trying to get the, the lowest, most fearful, most mm-hmm. um, non-educated and, and non-willing to, to be more enlightened people. To follow them, so for yeah. what? And and then you can go to the next question: for what purpose? So they can make money. Exactly. I mean, y- he wants to get. He wants money, to. Right? He wants to up it to food bucket territory. It's yeah. It's it's so dumb. It is so dumb. And just so you know, and if you put it I didn't out there, cut you off, Bob? Did I? What? Did I cut you off? No. Okay. Just checking. I think Sometimes I, I do that. I think you did actually. I don't want to talk to you no more. So, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it, it's so. It, it, again, it's little kid shit. Well, God can see the internet better than he could see things. To uh, he's on, he's omnipotent, right? <laughs> yes, if you believe in God, the idea that God is watching the internet more than your daily actions is stupid he's all seeing all knowing he knows what you're going to say before you say it so oh oh you're signing your he death sentence if you type good. it on facebook oh god almighty. oh yeah why does god need a starship <laughs> why does god need social media oh <laughs> uh, good, good well played joe so uh, we'll give you the um but also, I would also uh, like to say out there that one that that was such a smart, crazy, fundy clip. We need to play this. Don't mess around with God's America or Facebook. All right, here we go. Uh, why are they all? Why why, why would this asshole be? I thought I thought Facebook was some kind of Luciferian fucking conspiracy with George Soros funding and everything. Why are these morons on there? Oh my God! There are words that I don't want to say that are are pushing towards the front of my brain, and I'm gonna stop. So, but anyway, we got these fu- morons are there because these morons are pushing. Here, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy person, but these morons are pushing the disruption that Russia wants to have pushed. Yeah, I said yeah. it. I believe it, and I'm I'm sticking by it. All right. Well. All right, we 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 ran way too long. We got to go to the break because we got Joe trivia coming up. <gasps> Yay! And Woo! hopefully uh, we can get through this quickly. Uh, so I, I, not that I wouldn't want it to last forever. I just don't want to keep everybody too long. Um, but it, uh, we might go into overtime. I do have a Mad Lib. We might save it for Tuesday. And I do have a clip that Rain shared that I need to play um, of a very angry woman. <laughs> 
she's very lovely. She's she she little... is. You need you need to pull up the tweet and and give the context, and then I'll play the audio when we come back. Okay, I will. So I, I I'll, I'm gonna need that from you. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and go to the break. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night. Uh, this will be kind of a short break. Got the heart coming up from Bobber. A nice song for the nice people. We'll be right back. I bring you a message. A message few of you will be able to believe. A message of great importance. A message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. But be not afraid, my friends. I also bring you the means with which to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Remember, bring your friends here. Miles Lagan, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, our host Adam Hebert will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! 
Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Twice. And thank you, Scranton. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. And uh, Rain, did you, uh, were you able to locate that uh, tweet? <laughs> uh, yes. While we were on the break. Uh, why don't you set this yes. uh, audio clip up for us? Oh, do you want me to send the uh, audio? No, no, no. I have the audio. Set, set it up for us. Uh, okay. Tell us the, what the is. tweet was. It's, it's- Basically, it was from it was from a fellow that I follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. Claude Taylor, and and the descriptor is perfect. <clears throat> the descriptor is when you're late for the Trump rally and your date is a no show. And the video went something like this: Hey, it's the Tiger Grandma with another weather report. It's raining like hell. It's hot. It's shit. It's humid. And there's a slight chance of a tornado tonight, <laughs> and my plans got canceled. I had a date, but he's too chicken shit to drive in the fucking rain, and I was planning on getting me some sausage, so I am actually pissed the fuck off, and I'm going in the fucking house. That's what she That was the door closing there at the end. And she was holding a yep. can of uh, Lay's Stacks, the Pringles knockoff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she was a beauty. She she seemed... Well, I'm glad she's not my grandma. I was hoping to get some sausage. <laughs> she's hoping to get some sausage. I'm putting... I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting the link to the tweet in the chat room. Speaking of sausage, here comes the link. <laughs> she wanted to put some sauerkraut in that sausage. Oh, phew, uh, She's just. Um, she was once. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Just Did stop you everything you're your thinking. Or your everything. Grandma? Everything Bob and Joe are thinking right now. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> God damn it, he's too chicken to drive out in the rain, and I want the sausage. Sure's looking forward to that sausage. Oh, God almighty. Do, do you so. all want to go to her place for Thanksgiving dinner? Is no. angry grandma, there's a tornado warning. <laughs> <laughs> I think she said, this is angry grandma, is what she said. Uh, let, let's listen to the beginning of that again real quick. Hey, this is angry grandma with a... Agra Grabalt. Agra Grabalt. So, well, I think we'll have to do that for any time the weather is doing something. We'll, we'll just play that clip. So, our weather correspondent, yes. Angry Grandma. Angry Grandma. Hey, this is Tiger Grandma with a. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no sausage. Tornadoes, but no sausage. Got my lace stacks. That her date stood her up. Does anybody want to know why her date stood her up? Uh, it was the weather? I, I don't know. She seemed so pleasant. I can't think of any other reasons. 
He was probably praying for rain. <laughs> please, please, God, send me a tornado. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think you might have been out. I think you might have been outside her window, window, her window later that night. Hey, so, <laughs> am I the only one who's? Am I the only one who's wondering who filmed that? It's like, um, all right, Grandma. I'm guessing I it's. I will go outside. I will film you because I understand you're really angry and upset. Hey, it's the tiger, Grandma. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably a family member who lives with her in her trailer. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it's not a trailer. It looked like a trailer. It looked like she was no, on the deck not. on No. Go back and look at it. It's not a trailer. That's okay. a house. Alright. Not double wide. Nope. There's there there right. is there's Tornider. A in the background. Tornader is it tornado proof? <laughs> it's tornado proof. <laughs> she just you know, she she seems like somebody I'd really like to hang out with. I'm yeah, yeah that doesn't sound true at all. So all right, no, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, Joe. I don't have a special jingle for you tonight, but is there one Good. last <laughs> is there one last thing you'd like to say about angry grandma? Not my grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, but here is your. I have one thing to say. Angry grandma should have put a bra on. Oh, I wasn't even looking oh. at that. So. Uh, I don't think you're going to go back Thanks. and watch that now. Uh, Thanks. Uh, I'll never watch it again. So, say it again, Joe? <laughs> now I'll never watch it again. Well, I, I might. Um, There's nothing knows? wrong with bratless women. There's nothing wrong with that at all. That problem. She probably needed some support. Yeah, she needed like the Golden Gate. Well, bridge. let's not get all judgy like that. Uh, right. but it, yeah, no, I no, mean, no, her no, her no, demeanor. Yeah, you know, get the the sausage. Uh, you know, uh, her demeanor. Her demeanor is enough to make fun of. So, um, Bob is great. She needed a bustier. The. So what? Bob is right about <laughs> I'm what? Sorry, sour. It was my fault. That Bob is right about what? Fault. Sauerkraut. What? Let's not go there. <laughs> all right, all right. Joe, here's your regular jingle, so you can set up the, your your trivia questions for us. We'll have to screen with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to take your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we can jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right. Here we go, Joe. Uh, you're keeping okay. score. You're keeping score on the trivia, right? I, I, will. I will. All right. Okay. So we'll go alphabetical. So uh, Bob can rain for answers tonight. Uh, Bob can rain. Okay. Um, Twelve questions. Uh, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Number one. Which of the following did I not do? Not do. Walk the full length of a one hundred foot catwalk under a bridge on Route eighty one. Race a friend on a motorcycle on Route 81 at speeds exceeding 120 miles an hour. 
showed off my new muscle car and then crashed it into three parked cars. Talked a friend into riding a shopping cart, being towed by my car at 50 miles an hour. Mm. Bob? Uh, none of the above. No. Um, <clears throat> well, one of them is true. One of them what? is not true. I did not do one of them. Um, I'm going to say, say A, the first one, walking. <laughs> okay, you're going to say I did not do that. Okay. Brain? Okay. Uh, no, it's it's me. It's it's me next. Kenny, um, Kenny. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna try and, and answer differently than everybody else because I don't know this stuff. Um, so I'm gonna take a gamble and say it wasn't the motorcycle one. Wasn't the motorcycle one? That was okay. B. Was that B? Was that, that was B. That was B. That was, okay. B. That okay. was B. So all right, Ray. So you're going with B. Yeah. Rain. What was A again? A was I walked the full length of a hundred foot high catwalk under a bridge on Route 81. All right, I need to hear all three of them again. I'm sorry to piss everybody all off. All four, all four. Okay. You didn't piss anybody off. Go ahead. Four. There was four. There was yeah. that one. Race the friend on a motorcycle on Route 81 at speeds exceeding 120 miles an hour. Showed off my new muscle car, then crashed it into three parked cars, and talked to a talked a friend into riding a shopping cart, being towed by my car at fifty miles an hour. I'm gonna go with C. C. Yep. Okay, you go with C. You go with C. Okay. Number two. Question number two. Okay, which of the following events never happened? In 1964, I was hit by lightning. On the 4th of July, I blew up a hornet's nest and was stung by the whole swarm. C. On a dare, I ate an ice cream cone that I found lying on the ground. <laughs> and D. On a steep icy run, I fell off my sled and was hit in the balls by my own sled. Okay, well, D. Everyone's done that. <laughs> I don't know. The doctor didn't say that. No. <laughs> um, so I, I think I remember you telling the story about the, on the golf course getting. I don't know if it was you or a friend that got hit by lightning. So I am going to go with um, uh, which one was it? What was the second and the third one? The third one. Yeah. On a dare, I ate an ice cream cone we found laying on the ground. I'm going to go with that one. You're going to go with that one, Bobber. Bobber yeah. goes with C. Okay. I'll go with D. You'll go with D. Yeah. And Rain? B. B. You okay. Said every. Okay. Number three. At confirmation, I took the name A. Rocco, after my paternal grandfather. Ooh. B. Dominic, after my sponsor. C. Vito, after my father. Or D. John, after no one in particular. I'm going to go with Rocco. You're going with Rocco. Okay. I'm going with Dominic. You're going with Dominic. That would be B. Yeah. Okay. And Rain? What were the other two? 
The other two were Vito and John. Vito after my father. I'm going John. with John. You're going with John. Yep. Okay. We're all across the board here tonight. Uh, we are. Because, you know, he's an Italian. Yeah, I am. I am an Italian. From okay. Scranton. Um, from Scranton. Okay, here we go. My first dog was what breed? A, a collie. B, a Great Dane. C, a pit bull. D, a German Shepherd. Ooh. I'm going to go with D, German Shepherd. Okay, that's a bobber goes with D. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe and go with A because I have no idea. Hey, and Rain. German Shepherd. German Shepherd. Okay, number five. All right, number five. My first dog's name was A. Rocky. <laughs> B. Cubby. C. Max. D. Coffee. I'm going to go with Max. Okay, Bobber goes with Max. Cubby. That's too specific. Kenny goes with B, and that would be Cubby. And Rain? Max. You go with Max. Yep. Max. And that's C. Okay. Okay, let's go on to number six. We're almost halfway through here. Uh... What cat names did I never use? A. Winky. B, wait, wait. What? Which cat name what? or names? A singular name? A, oh, well, well, what cat name? I should say name. Okay, all right. Did I never use? I never named a cat. Okay. Winky. A. So we Winky. need to assume that you had cats. I never. Knew oh, that. I did. I've oh, yeah. Cats. He's had cats. See? I remember. There's Any? some trivia. There's some trivia. I never knew that Joe had cats. Oh, oh yeah, many. So what what so cat did what, he never own? What cat names did I never use? A Winky, B Harry, C Bo, D Billy Bob. Oof. I think there's about three there that I I wouldn't use. Um <laughs> Inconceivable. I'm going to go with Bo. I'm going to go with Bo. You're going to go with Bo. Okay. Ken? D, D, Billy Bob. He goes with Billy Bob. Okay, and Rain? What was the first one? The first one was Winky. Mm. I'm going one? with Billy Bob. You're going with Billy Bob. Okay. Yep. All righty. Number seven. I have never been to one of the following states. Never been to one of these states. Okay. A. Montana. B. Indiana. C. Michigan. D. Kentucky. You kind of have to go through Indiana and Michigan to get to Montana. Ooh. So, I'm going to say Kentucky. You are going to say Kentucky. Okay, Bobber, I'm going to give you a Kentucky. Okay, Ken? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Montana because, I mean, you're real close to Kentucky. 
Montana. A. He chooses A. And Rain. I'm going with Montana. Montana. She goes with A also. Okay. Number eight. Okay. I have met all but one of the following people. John F. Kennedy. Lyndon Johnson. Robert F. Kennedy. George McGovern. Oh, damn, Joe. That's hardcore. Wow. That is hardcore. So, yeah, the McGovern one seems like the outlier, like the, the, the easy go-to, but I, mean, I, I think that's probably a little too easy to go to. Um, what you said, does JFK, RFK... And I would love Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson. I'm going go, to go with Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> You're going to go with Lyndon Johnson. Yep. Okay. JFK. And JFK. You're going to go with A. Yep. Okay. And Rain? RFK. You're going to go with C. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Nine. An interview I gave was featured on. CNN Situation Room B. NPR's Talk of the Nation C. MSNBC's Countdown with Keith Olbermann and D. CBS's Face the Nation I'm going with B With which one? B B? B as in boy B as in boy, okay, you're going with B as in boy Okay um, I'm thinking uh, NPR. That's B as well, right? B. Yes. NPR yeah. is B as in boy. Right, right, right. Okay, so you're going with B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rain? Rain. I am too. Okay. okay. Number 10. 60s bands that I have seen in concert, except... Ah. Except A. Vanilla Fudge B. The Animals C. The Velvet Underground D. The Four Seasons Oh. I've seen all of them except one. Say those again, please. A. Vanilla Fudge B. The Animals C, The Velvet Underground. D, The Four Seasons. The real Four Seasons, not that stupid Broadway play. <laughs> I, I know. And not the Cats movie, either. No. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say The Animals. Okay, Bobber says B, The Animals. Okay, Ken? Velvet Underground, hands down. Velvet Underground, hands down. Oh, wow. Okay, and Rain. Um. I'm going with Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla. We're talking about the band that you did not see. Did not see. I did, did not see that happening. Not, not no, now. No, come on. I'm going with Vanilla Fudge. Okay, you're going Vanilla. Okay. I've seen, I've seen Vanilla Fudge. The original. 
Yeah, it was all. It was three original members and one uh, one other guy. And one other guy. Okay, eleven Disney rides. I have never been on Disney rides. I have never been on. So you've been on. You've Which been on Disney. All except Orlando or California. All but one. Orlando. All but one. All right. And all I, right. All but one. Okay. Okay. A Space Mountain. B the Tower of Terror. C it's a small world. D Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm gonna say Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, Bobber's going with D. I'll go with it's a small world. You're C. going with C. And Rain? I, I, um. Space Mountain, Tower of Terror, Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to go with Tower of Terror. Go with B. Okay. B it is. And the last question, the last trivia question of how well you know me. Historic of. terrible right now. Okay. The following historic events happened on TV. And I saw them all except one. I missed one of these. Okay. These were all live on television, but one of them I missed. All right. A. Jack Ruby's assassination. B. The first presidential debates. C. The Beatles' first appearance on Ed Sullivan. D. The space shuttle Challenger disaster. Which of those did I miss on live television? Well, let's see. The, Wait. The, the Jack Ruby one and, and the uh, Challenger explosion would have been ones that... You said live happened. television, right? Yes. These events were broadcast live. Okay. And I saw them as they happened, except one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. Okay, you're going with Jack Ruby, eh? I'm going to go with the Challenger because I think you probably were in class at that time or something in in college. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, I think you were in college in the early 80s. I can't remember exactly. No, I was in college in the early 80s. He would have been... Well, uh, oh yeah, uh, no. I'm sorry. I got my. I can't do math on the weekend. I've told you guys that a million times. Joe was holding. Joe was holding. Joe was holding down a day job when the Challenger exploded. So he he didn't see that. Although he he was. Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Challenger explosion. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Can you? I was trying to help out Ken. Can you say it again? Okay. Jack, said live. Jack Ruby's live. This happened live on TV, and I witnessed it as it happened, except one. Jack Ruby's assassination. The first presidential debates. The Beatles' first appearance on Ed Sullivan. Space shuttle Challenger disaster. I'm going to go with the Beatles. The Beatles. Yes. See. Okay. Okay. That's all our questions you know, there? That's it. That's 12. All right. Do you need me to um, uh, read this Mad Lib to uh, uh, give you time to tally up the results? Oh, no, no, no. I think I have the results here because uh, 
Bobber far and away knows me the best. Oh, <laughs> man. Holy and I'm shit. the best guesser, anyway. Bobber got I six got right. Good feelings. I got good feelings. <laughs> I got good feelings. All right, so here we go. Let's, uh, let's re- six right. reveal and, the answer. Uh, Rain and Kenny, you uh, tied for four each. Correct. Oh, yay. Wow. So... And Rain, Rain and Kenny are also closer in age to each and, other because we're brothers. Also siblings. Bob, we're, yes, we're siblings we are. We are brothers. At, unit situation. We are brothers, and we are also sisters. Yes. Just to recap, I never walked any catwalk under Route 81 because I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> so, yeah, you see that one just think. seems so innocuous compared to all the other ones. That's so crazy. That's, 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 that's why I chose it. <laughs> I did all the other ones. Um, I I did crash my car. I did race a motorcycle on eighty one, and I did tie a friend to the sh- shopping cart and towed him. But I anyway, totally that's... knew you did that one. I knew you did the shopping cart one. Okay. Uh, you all know I was hit by lightning. I mentioned that on the show. Yeah. You yeah. Uh, I did blow up a hornet's nest, and I did. But you it said can... all of the hornets, Joe. Yeah, I blew up a hornet's nest. I was stung by the swarm. Yeah. Wow. And I did get kicked in the balls by my own sled. I would never eat an ice cream cone. I found laying on the ground <laughs> even when I was a kid. I thought that was the <laughs> safest thing. Uh, oh. at, at, at my confirmation, my middle name is John. They would never let me take Rocco, Dominic, or Vito. I got that my one right, didn't I? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Rain did that. Uh, yeah, you got that one right. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> My first dog was a German Shepherd. Damn. We got his, that right, too. And his name was Rocky. Oh, got that wrong. I got that and one. A cat name I never used was Billy Bob. I used all the other three. I w- okay, first one I was right on. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Yes. Well, you boom, and Rain got that right. And boom boom shakalaka <laughs> goes right there. There. Like Winky and Harry were twins. They were from the same litter. Uh, I've never been to Kentucky. I was close. I was at the very southern tip of Indiana, right at the river, <sighs> but never crossed like it. Penis? Well, Indiana is where I got pal, my my collie, my oldest collie. Oh, that's, yes. That, so that's Unfortunately, I had to drive through Cincinnati. I had to drive through Cincinnati. Yeah, so. you. So you pretty much have been to Kentucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, when you've been in southern Indiana, you've been to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I thought the town I was at to pick the dog up was, I mean, right on the river. So I could have crossed the river and gone right into Kentucky. You know, this sucks. Anyway. Ray, Rain and I got 33% on this quiz. Joe or er, Bobber got 50%. Okay. Barely, barely been. passing. Barely passing, Bobber. <laughs> I Money. But he passed. I met. He did. I have D plus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're scoring on a curve here. I, I did meet. I did meet John Kennedy. I did meet Robert Kennedy, and I, oh. I worked for George McGovern. I told you that. I knew McGovern was right. 
Yeah, I worked for him. So Bobber Bobber was right. You never met Johnson. I just right. <sighs> Damn it. You met, met JFK. Met Holy shit. Hated. We protested. Joe, you are a fascinating human being. Okay. He is. An, an interview I, I I'm not kidding about this. I'm not either. I, gave, I did give an interview and it was on NPR's Talk of the Nation. I knew it. Woo-hoo. Yes, because he mentioned it on t- on the show a couple times. The show I was on, Talk of the Nation, the Secretary of Labor asked me to go on the show to represent the unemployment office. So the show was about mm. uh, the psychology of the unemployed and how it affects people, unemployment. Yeah. And I was there to represent the unemployment office and um, uh, the Department of Labor, and there were some psychiatrists on and everything. And the trivia thing of that is that that show was broadcast live on September 10th, 2001. Oh, oh God. Wow. Timing. Wow. And the toast was Jim Zeroli. And the very next day, he was down in Manhattan. So there. Well, now, I, I don't remember you mentioning this before, but, um, yeah, I just, it, you just, it just sounds like, to me, it, it, your story would have been perfect for NPR. So, anyway. Okay. Whatever yes. story you had <laughs> Whatever story. at the moment. Well, actually, it was just the Department of Labor wanted me to represent yeah. them. Because they had a, a, they had psychiatrists, they had job yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, so, you know. Cool. All right. All right. 60s bands I, I did not see. Of course, you were right. The Velvet Underground. They didn't tour that much. There's no exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, I knew the, you would know that. Yeah, I mean, they were they were like just in you know. You would it, never see a Velvet Underground in concert. They were no. like clubs. Yeah, they just played like dingy little clubs, like art art galleries and stuff like that. They were a Warhol thing, not a not a touring thing. Vanilla Fudge. That's yeah. awesome. You got to see Vanilla Fudge because I saw them too with Carmine Peace and uh, Neil Bogert and that other dude. And then oh. they hit a, a different guy playing keyboard. I thought keyboards. that Joe would go up to New York to see Velvet Underground. That's what I thought too. The poster said, "Feed your mind, live fudge." I okay. I, I was thinking see, that I'm glad you're with me on this one, Bob. I was Honestly, thinking that, I that maybe Joe had a lot of stuff going on at that time and might have been a little too young to make that trip to New York City. Uh, the Velvet Underground, they were like. Early mid sixties, uh, yeah, probably. I would well, have some flack they were kind of mid to late sixties, but still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you uh, missed your you missed your opportunity, Joe. And Disney rides, I've never been on. I've never been on Space Mountain. All right. For all my favorite height, I was on the Tower of Terror twice. Oh God damn it! My eyes freaking closed. So did anybody get that one right or no? Uh, let's see. That that was number eleven. Let's see who got that right. Uh, nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I, I, I thought. I, I didn't realize you'd been there the, the, that recent just recently because I figured that was something when you went to when you were younger. So I thought, okay, he did the older rides. This one's pretty new. Yeah, no, I actually was there not long ago. So, no, anyway. Bobber, you can't have extra credit for thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no extra thinking credit. Actually, I kind of show him that if you overthink it, then uh, you might get it wrong. 
<laughs> like All I right. did. Like I and did. And the last one was, you see, you reasoned it out well, Ken. I, I did. Was work when the space shuttle Challenger exploded. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I I witnessed the Jack Ruby assassination all alone. Everybody went to church that day. Oh my it was a God. And I was left alone in the house. You and poor thing. Oh my God, the guy just got shot in the stomach. And I had nobody to go running to. Everybody was gone. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I did watch the first presidential debates. And God, there wasn't a person in my high school that missed the Beatles the first night they appeared on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, that that was an e- that, to me that was an easy one. February 1964, that was a great night. But space you're right, I was working early 80s, I was working. Yeah, I mean, wow. I, that, that was in your in your younger life, so I mean, it's like I saw that because I was in like elementary school and they were like Look at what's happening, children. People died going to space. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Shit. Yeah. It blew up. There you go. The winner is Bobber. Bobber was hitting them left and right out of the. God damn it, Bobber. Good job. So uh, we'll play you the. uh, Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And also, Bobber, that also guarantees you one free. All all expenses paid trip in our time machine. Pick your destination carefully. And Bobber, I have a whole drawer full of AOL CDs for your pleasure. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. You know, and they, it, they, they make great coasters. They they so, do. And, they and do. Frisbees. And if you sharpen them up, if you sharpen them up, you can take them back yes. in time with you and kill baby Hitler. Yes, yes you can just yes. slice off the neck of fucking fascists. I can <laughs> and one of the shards. You could you could slice off Trump's VJJ neck before it even happens. So, <laughs> all right, sorry guys, we're gonna save the Mad Lib for uh, Tuesday, but uh, Joe, that was awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. That was really fun. Um, this will be in. Uh, we're gonna have to have a best of trivia uh, show at some point, and we'll we'll uh, cobble all this together because coming up, folks, we have trivia from Rain and Bob's lives as well, and we're gonna need Uh-oh. some participants. Uh, to call into the show for that yeah. as well. Yeah, so. we really are for this one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Bob, Bob can't participate in mine, and I cannot yeah. participate in his. But you know what? I would love for call you know a listeners to do this too. Put twelve questions about yourself together, and uh, make us guess. You know, and we'll make that a segment. So, but anyway, uh, let's do real quick parting shots because I got crazed cats to feed inside and outside. <laughs> So uh, uh, we'll go alphabetical uh, for this. Uh, we'll reverse alphabetical. Rain, what do you got? Um, it's a quick story from CNN, but I really love this regarding okay. that. You know, we talked about the retail apocalypse and about how Payless closes, shoes are closing down. Yeah. Um, my parting shot is that there's an Arkansas mother of three that visited a closing Payless 
shoe store looking for inexpensive inexpensive oh, shoe, shoes yeah. for her kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ended up buying she ended up buying every pair of shoes in the store, and she's going to donate all of them to students before the start of the school year. That is awesome. I did see that. That is a very yeah. cool fucking story. That and makes we need me more people to do things like that. Yeah. That that's like a renewal of the human spirit there, mm-hmm. right there. Yes. Yes. So it's my parting shot. All right, very good. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Rain. Uh Joe, what do you have on the way out? Very briefly, from the uh debates the last two nights, mm-hmm. all I want to say is Stop attacking the wrong fucking president. Oh, my God. Yeah, really. Tell me about yeah. it. Really? Really? You're going to attack Obama? Really? Not Trump, no. but Obama. Get get with it, will you? I mean, Jesus Christ. What's wrong with I, you I people? Just, I just, uh, Joe, you're right. Oh, and I, I want to make this really quick. But the people who attacked Obama were the second-tier candidates. And that's yeah. where they belong. Nonsense. Keep that in mind. Nonsense. Yeah. All right. Yeah, There's good, good point. Yes. Good, very good point, uh, Joe. All right, Bobber, what's your parting shot? Well, there's a little news story about uh, a guy in New York City. He got says he got beaten up because he was wearing a uh, Make America Great hat again. A Make America Great hat. <laughs> Make America Great and, hat um, again. You know, he doesn't understand it, but I think... The people that did it were just l- taking the hat literally, and, and I'm trying to make America great. <laughs> oh, ow, ow, yeah. So you know, well, what do you, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you uh, uh, make that happen? <laughs> ow. <laughs> uh, and who knows if this guy's even telling the truth? We don't know. Could be fake yeah. maggot news. But anyway, a, a little little humor on the way up. Little nugget, little nugget for you. So, uh, all right, very good, Bobber. Appreciate that. And of course, we will be back on Tuesday. We're gonna save this Mad Lib and read this on Tuesday. Um, but thank you, Joe, for the trivia. That was so much fun. And uh, boy, yes. do I boy do I have a lot to learn about you, Uncle Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uncle Joe. seriously. Uh, but all right, everybody have a great weekend. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Tuesday and, uh, stick around for just a little bit longer and we might have some more angry grandma. I need more light. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Hey, this is Tiger Grandma with another weather report. It's raining like hell. It's hot. It's shit. It's humid. And there's a slight chance of a tornado tonight. And my plans got canceled. I had a date. But he's too chicken shit to drive in the fucking rain. And I was planning on getting me some sausage. So I am actually pissed the fuck off. And I'm going in the fucking house.